Coliseum! Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 20th of September 2014. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Zachary Burgess. And um, Robert Kemp. God damn it! <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> well, I don't know, depending on what you said, I thought I might follow up Hassiem with something like, oh, I see him. But it's like, no, no, that, that wouldn't you work. You could come up with a hilarious... <laughs> Hilarious punchline to that joke. No, but if, if that was the punchline, there was no follow-up to it. You need to go back to going yes, I yes. think. Because apparently you've just run out of every other word. You just have some broken. You just give me a Like there's a slight pause. In the I, I was just having, you know, it's, a, it's the moment of starting salad casts. It's very emotional. <laughs> it's very shitty yourself. <laughs> oh. Cassian, what's that used for? Has- Zach, Cassian, chemistry Cassian. man. I don't know. It's one of those dumb elements that are up right up the far end of the table. The dumb kind, the far it's end kind, bottom middle. Yeah, so ish. It's, it's probably a transition metal, I would guess. It's probably not past uranium, I imagine. Past mm. past uranium, because then they get the weird names like Einsteinium and all that shit. No, no, <laughs> it's pa- before that. Past stuff. uranium. Yeah, everyone knows pasture radium. It's what's um, in, in the fields, you know. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going. It's what the cows are bunched on. <laughs> oh, I see him. Don't matter. Anyway, welcome to the Zagcast. Let's commence the random segment. I've got a story. <laughs> oh, no. Commencing the random. Well, <laughs> well, a very boring and dumb story. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is... I've always known... You're really selling it, Zach. <laughs> yeah. So boring and dumb. I've always known as the stories of things that I looked at while I was waiting for my tea to bring. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> da, 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 tea update. Tea update. Is this more boring than tales of the need of market level crossing? Like It's probably about on par. <laughs> <laughs> okay, strap in, listeners. It's time for a seriously boring random story. So I was in the kitchen making a cup of tea. Sat in the kitchen. He was making tea. On the arga. <laughs> no, not on the arga. We have a kettle. I mean, Jesus. Oh, don't you boil it on the thing? Only when the power's out. Oh, That's okay. our backup reserve kettle. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> tea never escapes. And also, out. the tea that comes out of that kettle is always gross and horrible. Because it's like you never use that kettle for anything else, so naturally it just gets dust inside it. And no oh, matter oh, how oh, thoroughly oh. you wash it, you can never never escape the horrible flavours that that produces. Is it not just like a bit rusty and old, or is it like the metal that's rusty? Or... It's made of fucking iron. <laughs> what is it made of? It's like metal, like a normal goddamn frying pan. Because iron is not metal. Yeah, iron is a very specific metal, the only kind <laughs> that can rust. It's a very specific thing. <laughs> But so anyway, but it doesn't have like an it doesn't have an element in it. That I find it a bit gross having the like lime scaly metal elementy thing. Like I, it's quite nice having a kettle that doesn't have that, and you just put it on the stove. But then think, it's just yeah. a container. If surely you, that's if better. If you used it constantly, it probably would. Yeah, that must be better. Sure, surely. surely the whole thing just gets lime scaled instead. Well, yeah, but there's something gross about elements. Actually, I think maybe it doesn't. It probably in. doesn't as much because when you're doing it with the element, it's. Surface area it's, stuff. It's like overheating the water that's directly adjacent to it and then it's spreading the heat into the... Because it's yeah. basically d- doing it as fast as possible, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Don't, even, don't modern kettles just like heat the, their base it rather depends. than have like a... And it, that like can a, get low scaly as well, just yeah, a flat the, metal. I mean, kettle. it does in my kettle. Like the, the, that's probably better. Yeah. I hate that when I'm doing the cup of tea and then in the last mouthful it's like, oh, I've got a mouthful of low scale. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> horrid. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I was making this... Zach was making a cup of tea. And... and is it Morphe Richards? <laughs> It might be. Let's talk about this kettle. And you were doing it with the electric kettle because the power was up. Oh, yeah, the power was on. 
<laughs> it wasn't the one power cup we've had this year or whatever. See, us more us mere mortals when the power goes, we just can't eat we just can't drink tea. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas no. you get really gross tea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bonus. <laughs> You're sorted. <laughs> so on the side of the table while I was waiting for my tea to brew, I was like looking at some random packaging lying around. And it's like, so Waldorf salad is well known for being like the most incredibly unhealthy thing that's called a salad ever. Right. Is it? Okay. Why, why? What's a Waldorf salad? It's the one with walnuts and shit in it. Oh, walnuts. Is it the dressing right. that makes it? Uh, well, presumably. The Waldorf is a hotel. It's not to do with walnut. But no. It does, <laughs> happens to have walnut. walnuts right. in it. It's just coincidence that it starts with W-A. It's like walnuts and cabbage and celery and then some some sauce. Is it worse than Caesar salad then? For well, like badness stuff for you. It's well known for being incredibly unhealthy. So I was looking at the packaging and I was like, hey, it's got the you know recommended daily allowance or whatever on the front. So I'm like, oh, it's like... Look at the thing, it's like 33% fat. Wow. Of your daily allowance. And then I look slightly below that, and it's like one third of a pack contains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it contains 100% of your daily allowance of fat, and it's only like a, like a portion of one of salad. Wow. <laughs> like a bowl. Yeah, like, like the sort of plastic container that you could hold in one hand and eat with a fork out of the other. Holy shit. And I was like, so it whoa. Be, <laughs> it must be the sauce of walnuts. <laughs> They're the two bad things. But everyone eats their recommended daily allowance of fat. Surely that would yeah, be... You're not in one portion of salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perhaps not. That is probably the happiest salad, though. Probably. It's because like, it's the filthiest. Yeah. Hell of filth. Also, I don't have that one because I don't eat snacks. Which is, well, cabbage in the salad. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't eat a cabbage salad. Cabbage is, like, meant to be cooked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's not, it's not cooked in coleslaw, is it? That's a different thing, though. That's like white cabbage as well, isn't it, usually? Yeah. Well, maybe that's what's in the water salad. Is it a green it look, cabbage? It looked green okay. for the packaging. Well, I'm sure it's very nice. I mean, it's... Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. What on earth is in that sauce? Yeah. It must just be, like, just fat. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in lard. Yeah. Okay, most sauces are really, really pretty bad. Yeah. Fairness, yeah, but, but I thought they were, like, most of the salad dressings were, like, olive oil-based or whatever, or vinegar-based. That's yeah. not that bad. I mean, it's... No, it's not that way. It can I mean, be pretty bad. Yeah, it can be in it, to excess. But there's some people that swear by it. And they're, they're like people that live to like 102 that just have olive oil every day. Everything. Right? Yeah. yeah. Italians. Those crazy Italians. Yeah, Italians, yeah. Or south of France or whatever. So yeah, that bit of packaging, it was like, it clearly, clearly the only reason it said one third of a pack was so that they didn't have to write 100% of your daily allowance. They were trying to disguise it, because no one's going to eat one third of this tiny bowl of salad. They do that though, don't they? Like even Coke does that when it's like cans. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, here's the, it's, it's got, it's only, it's only got this much stuff in it for 100 milliliters or something. And how much yeah. is in a can? Like three times that. Have you ever compared, I took the Coke, uh, uh, measurements and was comparing them to like orange juice and and my favorite cranberry juice drink which da- which <laughs> always so you ever notice that like you know you get those cartons yeah, or whatever, yeah. and the, the, they say apple juice orange juice and then the cranberry one says juice drink because it's not like pure cranberry juice yeah. well, well it does have cranberries in it oh, okay. it's well, just it unless you buy like ocean spray or no that's the same it's all the same no, really? yeah it's just because cranberries don't really work the same or it would be too concentrated or something I don't know what they it add probably to tastes it. Horrible. yeah it probably tastes horrible if you had just pure crushed unlike orange juice which you can just drink straight yeah. out but anyway if you compare the amount of sugar in those to coke it's virtually the same yeah it is you know, most orange juices are as in it's horrifying it's the same high. with like a lot of uh, uh, a lot of smoothies will do that as well like unless they're specifically like 
I don't know. Innocent are pretty good. Yeah, they won't. They won't add because they'll just add stuff that's already quite sweet. Anyway. Yeah, but it's just but yeah. They won't. They won't add sugar to it. At least it's just that they might pick sugary fruits as the starting point. I guess. And then you see people. You see people buying oranges for breakfast or whatever. And then you mm. see them buying the slimline tonic to go in their gin and tonic or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. do you know how much sugar is in the freaking orange juice? Yeah. Like the tonic water's got barely any in it. It's, it's, it's you're not making. You're making the worst. Well, the best thing you're having <laughs> slightly better. It's like you yeah. should target the worst thing you're having and make that slightly better. And maybe it's a different kind of sugar that's well, better for you. Yeah, maybe and more natural sugar, sugar than than the artificial. What is it? Is it fructose? You'd think. Or yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I have no freaking idea. So anyway, so in other, in other, I guess, kitchen stories, now that I'm on this topic... <laughs> other kitchen stories. Apparently my mum and dad tried to take the Actimel one-week challenge, but apparently the challenge is remembering to fucking drink the things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a challenge? What are they challenging? Do you get, like, one week's worth of Actimel and pour it over your head for... They donate money to... We, yeah, let's start that theme. Oh man, that'd be horrible. Yeah, that really would. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be worse all than those probiotic bacteria all over your face. <laughs> do it on a sunny day <laughs> and stand. That's the challenge. You have to do it and then stand there for an hour in the sun. No, the challenge is the thing they always they always use it for their TV adverts or whatever. It's like drink this for a week and you'll feel better. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> undescribably better. Yeah. So yeah, but the challenge is apparently remembering to drink it at all. So there's only like six bottles of it and it was like it was on the shelf and they got through like three and it's been two weeks <laughs> <laughs> total fail I can't admit, I, I've tried this in the past before not like officially like tried the challenge or whatever but <laughs> had, tried like, like, had like Yakult or these these drinks that like because on the off chance they've been super cheap or something yeah, you pick up an entire nice. pack for like 50p and you'll be like oh, sweet let's just try this and then yeah I fall into the exact same problem where it's like I'm not drinking these what's going on <laughs> And then, like, midway through the... Well, at the start of the second week, Mum decided that in order to make it more, make it more memorable where, the, where they were, she put them in the side shelf of the fridge door. And I was like, that's... You never look there. Mm. You would normally look here in the front where they are in the middle, and you still forgot. So then put them in the side door and drink absolutely none of them for the whole rest of this week. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to put them somewhere where it's in your face the whole time. Well, what I said is what you should have done is just take them out of the package and then just line them along the entire length of one shelf so you couldn't reach anything else on that shelf without seeing them. <laughs> Although I, I admit, I'm bad with stuff like that in general. It's like I have the, the mouthwash I'm supposed to be using at the moment has like... Supposed to? Have you got some kind of... He's got funny gums. I've got funny gums. As I've always, I've always had funny gums. Sorry, well, I, it, I've not been prescribed it or anything, but... To me, I'm supposed to be using this. You need, right. you need you to decide your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Try and improve this. But it has like really awkward requirements in that apparently <laughs> if I use it straight after brushing my teeth, it doesn't work very well. Right. And so it like then creates this has this thing so where you, you just forget. Yeah. You walk out of like, the bathroom, you should, you're you done should, in there. You should leave it like, I think it says like five, ten minutes or so after brushing uh, your teeth before you should use this. And it's like, well yeah, then I come out of the bathroom and go to bed. <laughs> so I never use it. Do you not use it in the morning instead, right? Wouldn't it would it be better in the morning than in the morning? Well, but then they still have the problem because I don't get up, brush my teeth, leave the bathroom, then I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well maybe you could brush your teeth, then have a shower and then and then do it after yeah, the Possibly. Possibly. Split it up somehow. But then but then, like, even have I, breakfast and then then the way do the math well. That'd be a bit that, weird, though. Well, <laughs> that probably fucks it up in a different way. But then you're in, yeah, in the situation where, I don't know, that, that you're not in, I suppose, where I have the whole house, 
And it's like, so I, I, I tend not to take the clothes I'm about to wear into the shower with me. So I come out like even just... just clothes like you're going to wear into the shower? Into the shower, into the shower room. Like, oh, right. you know, so I come out in just like a towel or nothing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then yeah. find the clothes like from the room. And it's like, yeah. then I've left the bathroom or the shower room. Oh, and it's like, then I'll wave from the mouthwash again. We'll just put the mouthwash downstairs next to the kitchen so you can do it there instead. But yeah, maybe when I'm about to do the washing up or something, so hey, take a swig. <laughs> <laughs> the actual challenge at the sink. Yeah. Mouthwash is annoying and regardless. Yeah. And like even just normal mouthwash, well, even mouthwash that doesn't specify a time, it's like... It makes my gums tingle. Well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, isn't I know. It? <laughs> it's, it's a sort of itch. It's the thing. It's not like a tingle. It's like, this is really, really uncomfortable. When I was last in the dentist, there was a thing, there was just like a random, you know, information pamphlet or whatever, just like around, and I read it. It's like, you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out after you've brushed your teeth. And I'm like, well, what? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you supposed to leave all the... the you're just meant to spit, but not anything else. You're not meant to use any extra water to rinse your mouth out. No. You're just meant to spit out what is the excess and just have a horribly minty mouth for the rest of the morning. No. Well, that's my thing. Right. I, I just do that naturally. But then again, because I, I drink so much, I'm probably doing that anyway, but, you know, just swallowing it. What's the harm in, what's the harm in like, washing out your mouth? Well, it's because apparently you're meant to leave it in there to let it work for longer. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh. so, yeah. It's just like, I don't, I've never done that. And my teeth are not great, but they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about, like, about... Um, Dental health? To- toothpaste, because, like, I, I, I see that, I think the main way it works is it's an, it's an abrasive. And I think the rest of it, and the fluoride is probably good or whatever, but yeah. that's in the water anyway. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it, all the, like, chemically Yeah, like, and all, stuff, the, all the science. It's, it's, like, it's, it's mostly bullshit. It's like, they're like L'Oreal ads to me, yeah. aren't they? Where it's like, here comes the bullshit science bit. <laughs> yeah, I think the main reason it works is because it's a mild abrasive, which you brush onto your teeth with a... It's just like sandpaper, you know, yeah. except it's like polish or whatever for a car. It's well, just that, an abrasive. Is it like, the, only, the only two that... I think stand out. Well, there's three types that perhaps do something different compared to normal toothpaste. There's the ones that are bicarbonate or soda based, yeah, right. that probably have some kind of effect because it's bicarbonate. Well, it's probably just a sensation thing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it feels weird. Yeah, and, 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 and the taste thing because we don't get that because Noam doesn't like the taste of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's weird. Um, <laughs> I'm alright with them. And then I suppose you've got the ones that are like sensitivity pastes no, I've that, been using those that don't seem to be having that much alright so maybe maybe that one's bullshit or maybe that's just me I don't know and the other one is something like pearl drops or something where they're like crazy they've got shit in the toothpaste but they yeah. put mouthwash droplets inside the thing well, no, no, yeah, pearl right? drops is weird because it's super expensive and it's like it's probably got like Tipex in it or something because it's like <laughs> it's the only thing that I think is like effective at whitening oh, your it teeth at home whitening. but it's not like one of these shitty like advanced whitening toothpastes or whatever where they're basically you know some of these New toothpaste that are like like super white or whatever, max white, unbelievably turbo white, (laughs) (laughs) like because then they put these weird like crystal shit in them, which I just think. Well, admittedly, I've never noticed them. You know, as I'm brushing my teeth, I don't feel the extra bits of grit in my toothpaste. (laughs) And secondly, it's like if they were if were like I don't know hard enough to make any difference. Surely they would ram into my gums and make them even worse. Because it's not meant for gums; it's meant for teeth. That's the point. You're not you're not getting the gum health toothpaste. Oh, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) so it's it's like you can have really nice teeth at the expense of fucking your gums right up. It's like the problem I have is like I don't feel like when I'm brushing my teeth unless I'm 
I, 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 I need to feel the sandpapery grindiness of yeah. brushing my teeth. Yeah. So that means I just put press too hard and it fucks up my gums. Yeah, I see. <laughs> it's like if I'm not pressing hard enough, I don't feel like it's doing anything. This yeah. is true. Probably yeah. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, <laughs> fuck teeth. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> I think that is, surely, that is the main mechanism for it working, is that it's an abrasive and your teeth are hard and the stuff that gets stuck to it are soft. Yeah, but you just brush not, it off. It's not like you're getting the bacteria off there on a microscopic scale. Well, I mean, big chunks get... of food and shit, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't get, like... You can't get bacteria out of your mouth or I think, anywhere. I think that's what the mouthwash is for, right? That's what that's, yeah, what, that's what gums for, isn't it? Like the, the point of chewing gum is that it then fills your mouth with the spit and amylase, so right. in theory, mm-hmm. like it spends more time breaking you know, down shit on your teeth. That's a whole different. That's issue. the that's the theory they advertise to yeah. you. Anyway. Yeah. Again, I don't know if that's true. Did you know? I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't know this. You're going to think I'm an idiot. But gum, <laughs> the gum literally has made of rubber has rubber in it. <laughs> right. Okay. I didn't realize this. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. did you think it was made of? That's I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't chew gum. But I just think <laughs> okay. it's a bit weird that it's like literally, it is, uh, at the end of the day, it's the same thing that goes into making tyres or whatever. Cement. It's made of a very loose cement. It's, it's not cement. <laughs> That's like the exact opposite, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking some, some super viscous material. Uh, cake. <laughs> cake. <laughs> It's a viscous cake. So, so bad. Bad. Okay. The cake flows really slowly, doesn't some, it? It's like a glacier. <laughs> some sort of jam. Oh, for millions of years, the cake. It's like glass. Yeah, tar? Totally. Could they just make it out of tar? Well, <laughs> no, because tar, tar and rubber aren't that dissimilar because they're both like long... Like yeah, but Tara's been fucked up by time, isn't it? It's like Tara is what sap turns into after it's gone underground. Yeah, probably. (laughs) A long time. Yeah. But they're the long chain molecule type deals, quite in some ways similar, aren't they? Yeah, in some ways. Some sort of caramel? That could be pretty fucking gloopy. Well, yeah. You put caramel in your uh, your chewing gum. gum. Yeah. That could work. I'd rather have caramel than freaking chewing gum. It's not going to help your freaking oral hygiene, <laughs> no. is it? So, <laughs> bubble gum is also just gum and rubber and. Yeah, I think stuff. bubble gum is just formulated to make it Sweet. make bigger bubbles. It's just like less care. rubber, probably. Yeah, or different. If you think about when you're chewing like a chunk of chewing gum or a chunk of rubber, the leftovers yeah. in chewing gum, it's like most of it, whereas in bubble gum, it tends to get a lot smaller. It's like you're sucking all the flavor extra sugar it, bits yeah. out. <laughs> Or the juice pocket in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Still haven't got any appeal of chewing gum, really. No. It it the actual flavour lasts so such a short amount of time, and then you're just chewing it, and then and then it's hor- It's nasty having to get rid of it because there's never any bins anywhere, and then and then and then when you don't chew it, then you get everyone else's gum like sticking to your freaking shoes and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just when you don't chew it. I think that's everyone. It's yeah, like, I know. I know. I haven't eaten any gum today. Ah. <laughs> It's like, Go attack. Oh, no, yeah, really... never put your hands underneath a communal table. No. <laughs> it's like, oh god. It's the same with school was the worst for that, wasn't it? Yep. It's like you just you just randomly find, oh what's this lump? Oh no. <laughs> it's similar with cigarettes in that like uh, when you when you don't smoke, 
you go around and go, oh, this is disgusting. There's cigarette butts everywhere across the whole city or whatever, or the whole town yeah. in the country. There's just cigarette butts everywhere. And when they, you do actually have a cigarette, you're like, oh, it's, oh, it's gone to the end. Oh, I have to drop it and like stand yeah, it. Yeah, where, oh, where, fuck, where, oh, where well, do I put it then now? Mind. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Well, at least it was biodegradable in theory. Oh, really? Well, kind of. It's not that also, It's a filter, though. It's not the actual tobacco or anything. Because well, no, you already smoke that. Well, the filter can't be that, like, I mean... I don't even know what the filters are made out of, I guess. Yeah. I'm not actually sure. Should I cut what filters are made of? They're like cotton, really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, cottony stuff. If you take them apart. Yeah. Yeah. They're fibrous, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So they probably are relatively biodegradable. Better than a lot of other shit that people throw out into the countryside, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> like fridges. Like McDonald's. <laughs> well, they're made paper. <laughs> like the rather remains of paper. Are okay, are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are nowadays, I suppose. Yeah, it yeah, used to be that polyfoam The styrofoam stuff. or Yeah. I'm glad they got rid of all that stuff because they're a bit weird anyway. The, the, the styrofoam is now saved for. Um, they're only used by shit vans. Not your artisan shit vans. Not your artisan shit vans. Not your artisan shit vans have a conscience. Exactly. No, your, your regular shit vans will serve you, serve you burger in any old tat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get that in shortage. It's like, now you don't care about the environment right now, do you, mate? All you care about is beef. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever said that. Before you say Yeah, like, you don't care about the environment, do you? All you care about is beef. Well, beef is, like, incredibly bad for the environment, so maybe someone has said that at all. Yeah. Is it? What, like, cows are bad? Yeah, Yeah, cows cows are are terrible. Yeah. They're they're bad use of land, aren't they? And they they shit methane all over the place. Yeah, loads of methane. Apparently, most of the methane comes out the front end rather than the back end. Right, still. Even so, it contributes to global warming quite... Quite significantly, I believe. Yeah. So how far have we got with lab meat? That's what I that's what I was thinking about when so I was, was that lab burger. Wasn't yeah, like apparently it's really there. icky and very expensive. It's like when I was thinking about my problems with food that I just don't like anything. I was like, can we just get to pill food already? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I'm done. What? Yeah. What? Apart from for like. Really Fresh bad egg. food, like McDonald's and pizzas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but for general, like, I need to stay alive food, I'll just eat a fucking bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would appreciate the choice. And, like, yeah, food is delicious, come on. It's, that's the whole meaning of the word delicious. It's a good thing. I think I'd eat pills all the time unless I was going to a restaurant or something, which yeah, I'd do like exactly. once a week and have nice food. You can still have real food, cooking. but it's just like way more convenient. And you don't have to worry about... <laughs> Cooking or cleaning up or anything. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. And cooking for like one person is really annoying anyway. But then, surely, like, how would you get over the hunger problem? Because, like, a pill isn't going to fill you up. Well, it depends. Well, they'd have to, like, oh, it's just like one of those paper dinosaurs or something. or something that gets bigger in the water. Or you just eat, like, have some, some compliment to the pill that's just like a bunch of nothing like popcorn or something <laughs> only less unhealthy than popcorn rice cakes yeah what actually causes hunger is it like a, as in the feeling is it like a lack of something missing in your stomach and your intestines or something or is it or is it actually from your body saying i don't have enough energy I don't know. surely your stomach is empty quite a lot of the time and you don't feel hungry because you already it's digested one meal but it's enough to keep you going for the next one I think it is due to some secretion of some kind, but there is some chemical, I think, that induces hunger. So if the pill gave you all the energy you needed, and and then maybe it would stop that secretion. Yeah, it had some way. And you wouldn't get hungry. 
Although biologically, you might also still have to eat something because otherwise you, the stomach acid would get out of control and stuff, I imagine. Yeah. that's what people have problems with, like, yeah, that's true. too much acid, don't they? No, yeah, but then you'd need the cows for milk because milk is the thing that deals with all of that, isn't it? Like milk of, milk of magnesium. Sure, there's other ways. Milk of magnesium is not milk. No, also. <laughs> it does not have any, any milk. I think it's, some, it's just, it just looks a bit like milk. That's yeah. why I call it milk. Oh, okay. I think it's some horrid chemical, isn't it? I yeah. thought it was like milk just with shit for It is basically like some, some chemical magnesium bonded thing. thing. Yeah. That's why it makes you throw up because it's, it's like a horrible chemical that you're putting <laughs> in there. Like I don't think I've ever had that. No. Is that like a? Do you have that when you're ill or something? When, when do you have milk and magnesia? Well, I think it's it supposed for, to for like food poisoning. No, I right. think it was supposed to like calm, calm down stomach acid, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's alkaline. Alkaline. Yeah, so now you just take a Rene or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the same thing. It's pretty much also <laughs> a Rene. Well, like those. Those Rene. are Rene. Is it Rene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <in> Rene. <laughs> Can I say Rene? <laughs> It's like those is basically just like a big lump of chalk. Yeah, exactly. Does it think a big old lump of chalk? I quite like ready to like actual to unlike most medicine, you have you have to chew it. Yeah, okay. And it's like it's not that bad. Is it made flavored? Yeah, it's mint flavored, isn't it, or something? Is it mint flavored? It's some kind of flavor. Yeah. No, it's chalky. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit like, well, like a tree boss mint or something. No, it's like, it's like, they can be sort of chalky, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the well, old school ones. Yeah. The extra strong. Yeah. I yeah. need to get some of those. I haven't had those for ages. Freaking tree boar extra strong. They don't, they don't do the Forex variant anymore, though. Oh. Do they not? No, I don't think so. The black hurricane strength packs. The like cool have. ones, yeah. <laughs> oh, hurricane <laughs> strength. Yeah. <laughs> what, for when hurricane comes? Or are they... The, <laughs> yeah, the you, all, all you do is you get the entire population of your town to eat hurricane strength mints and stand there and go... <sighs> and it dissipates the hurricane. <laughs> you, just, like, you just throw one at a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, well, you, <laughs> the trick is you have to get it in the top of the, top of the cyclone. In the eye. The eye of the storm. Right in the eye. That probably hurt. It's like that fisherman's friend things. Those are awesome. Uh, but, yeah, those but are awesome. they like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, you guys would like them because they're aniseed flavored. Oh no, uh, I like aniseed. Well, you like some kinds of aniseed. I like licorice. Yeah, exactly. I got like aniseed. Yeah, a little. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Well, it depends on yeah. exactly what kind of licorice. Yeah, but we get aniseed balls. balls. We used to get aniseed balls all the time. Yeah, yeah that's just awesome. It's just d- moderation. I felt. Well, it's but, like aniseed balls is like ninety percent sugar, ten percent aniseed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you're tasting really is a bunch of sugar. Yeah, sounds good to me. Like. Uzo is like aniseed, isn't it? And it's that's that that shit's horrible. <laughs> it smells so destructo. <laughs> it smells real good, but then you drink it and it's like, oh, I'm done now. You have one sip and it's like that's about about as much aniseed as I can take. I had Calvados yesterday. That's apple, and that's but you can't really say apple because it's so strong. Calvados. Yeah, it's like a liqueur thing. Huh. M- Majiggy. Calvados. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking it sounded like it should, if it was spelled out, it would look a bit, me- look a bit Mexican. <laughs> no, it's French. I believe it's French anyway. You're going to go Calvados. <laughs> You're going to go. Okay. We have plenty of Mexican apples. Mexicans even have apples. <laughs> I knew that was going to be where that went. Like, we have plenty of Mexican apples. Sure apples grow in Mexico. Well, probably. They it's probably quite a big do. country. They definitely mm. do in America, so. 
I'm I'm sure they probably do in Mexico. Not too. that equatorial. Mm, well, it's getting like, there. It's getting there. Yeah, like half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a quite a big country. I will say. Lot. Yeah, quite tall as well. So this is quite an extended kitchen-based rant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we did good. Kitchen We've got tales. Kitchen there. tales. Damn, any kitchen tales. Don't spend much time in there. Just use the microwave. <laughs> did it require the sound? Yeah. <laughs> is that, <laughs> to describe what the microwave. Does your microwave not work unless you make the sounds for it? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, it's a joke. Well, it would be unsafe not to have the sound. I mean, the actual sound broke, so I always make the sound. <laughs> you have to remind yourself when it turned on, or I've waited, like, open it black, and then all the white waves get out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Does that actually happen? No! <laughs> but no, it's just quite like you open the door. It's got like, an interlock. I know, and it turns everything off, I know that, uh, but is there, like, a slight possibility of a... A singular of, wave, yeah. like, a, like, just one... Single set of wave. Yeah. It could be, I guess. Yes. It's just electromagnetic. But it's pointed downwards, so all you're really getting is infrared off. Well, no, but some come out the side, yeah. don't they? Like some microwaves have the like, design, I yeah. I'm sure some of the ones I used to have like had the wind had the you know, the weird window at the, on one of the side walls. And it would like bounce off the front one of Onto the food. I thought you were going to say onto the news, which would have been a much better idea. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's bounce microwaves onto the news. News. Well, I'm relying on you guys this week because oh, uh, shut up. Rob hasn't been around. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, of course you've been on holiday. That's oh. cool. That's a good excuse. Um, how was your holiday in random? Oh. <laughs> Back to random. The news can wait. <laughs> okay, news. Yeah, that's all we need to say about uh, holiday. I heard something about like 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 some game with blocks being bought by some big company I don't know what's the deal with that it's ridiculous is what's the deal with it why is it ridiculous Microsoft bought makes total sense doesn't it we should actually say what it is Microsoft bought Minecraft for two and a half billion dollars two and a half billion dollars I don't know how much that means like big numbers like that confuse one and a half billion pounds there you go <laughs> not technically just Minecraft like, though, I, I suppose they got the studio I'm trying to work things out on the on the scale they got the Mojang yeah, the yeah they bought Mojang because I always think because you know my like autonomy right the deal with feature space and autonomy got sold to HP for 11 billion dollars right? yeah so that's that okay Minecraft two and a half billion Twitch one billion right was it yeah. one yeah. billion nearly yeah. one billion the money that they just NASA just awarded to SpaceX to build a spaceship, two point six billion or something like that, uh, and their money they gave to Boeing was like four point three or something like that. So these are the these are the kind of well, none of it makes any sense. Well, it's like, like Minecraft is like a waste of time. Well, well, why the hell did they spend eleven billion dollars on it when, they, when they, it takes four point six billion to make a fucking spaceship and go to fucking Mars? Yeah. It's insane. It's like Minecraft costs almost pretty much a similar amount of money as like Lucas like the whole of Star Wars. Yeah, all of Star Wars. How much did Star Wars? That was cost? the two something billion. Billion was it? That's insane. You think that'd be worth more almost? But what is like Mo- Mojang's profit margin? is like in the hundreds of millions still like every few months or so yeah so it's well the funny thing about well not the funny thing one of the things about the Minecraft stories was Mike, when when Microsoft did their press release about it they were like we're going to break even in two months and everyone was like what <laughs> I don't think Minecraft makes 2.5 billion in two months but they were talking about like they were saying that if we hadn't spent the money to buy Minecraft the profit that we're going to now make from Minecraft, we would make 
the equivalent of having it spread out over the lifetime of what. So it's like they're only they're basically saying we're going to make two hundred million in two months, right? And that will be that's what they. <laughs> so they're not actually going to make two and a half million. No, they're going to make a an amount of profit that they projected. <laughs> okay, that's still confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't get that. What? Uh, okay. But anyway... So they bought it. They yeah. bought it. What so, are they going to do? Well, Hopefully not fuck it up, is does, the answer does, to that so question. Presumably this means they, they also have the other projects that Mojang have been working on since forever, like scrolls. <laughs> yes, apparently, but like, no, no, there's basically no other product. Scrolls is about the only one that got anywhere near to being a finished thing. If it even did, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, they finished. don't care about the other things, do they? No. Scrolls or 10XC? I imagine they don't really even care about the studio. I don't know. I oh, mean, well, that's, that's not so sure, is it? Because like, since Notch sort of stopped working on it, Minecraft has still been... It's not just him that's lay- left, though. Yeah, mm. there's like two the other, other two guys, guys. right? Is I think... the guy with the cats? Or whatever. He was know. the guy that took over could, from Notch originally. Could be. Yeah. But the guy who... I think the guy who's working on it now is still get, is part going to Microsoft or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all are. But there's just like... It's been a year since the last update, so it's taken them a year for this last update. It's a big one. Well, in fairness, they've been b- making the Xbox One and the PS4. But well, I don't think they have, though, have they? The people who are working on the PC Minecraft, because no. it's in fucking in Java. <laughs> so, which, so they don't have... Which, which, again, is interesting, given yeah. that they, Microsoft have a massive competing technology. Basically, the only... But they, but they ported it for the console. For the consoles, yeah, so there's yeah. two different dev teams. But the main thing. version is still the big Java version, yeah. right? It's still ahead of the of the Xbox, the console ones. Mm. They they never well, they're never going to catch up to parity because they're always one step behind, basically. Well, maybe they will now. Maybe they'll change well, the, like, the only thing that I'm hoping that will come out of this is like, don't fuck with it, but change the language to something normal that's not Java, so it'll run that. <laughs> That's all I want. Well, they might have already done that for the console versions because it's yeah. like we don't have any. Well, obviously, I, it I, doesn't run on Java on the consoles. No, I mean we we that haven't had any exposure to it. There we so. I think it runs native on the three sixty. Right? Yeah. I think it's C plus plus or whatever. Yeah. So the, they'd have to make a monumental effort to pull that up to speed and have that be the one version. Yeah. That's all that I hope that they do. I mean, they should. At this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the they should out. do whatever makes them loads of money, which is yeah. whatever they're currently doing. <laughs> make it so you can be bigger. Well, it's like all, what they have to do to not fuck it up is like preserve modding, basically. And like yeah, the server structure, I suppose. Uh, well, I, that's the problem, I think. If they were to rewrite everything that they have now and you know, report it. None of the mods that in existence would work. They'd have to port. You'd have to port your mod. Well, yeah, but, but that's like not necessarily a complete disaster. No, no, no. Because they all uh, make it like, still moddable, but yeah. you'd be working on a different base platform. It's I like think. all the mods have the problem that like practically every version of Minecraft that comes out, they still have to rebuild their entire mod structure because normally something changes that fucks it up. Fucks, <laughs> fucks up the compatibility. But then, of course, all the people who have been making mods for Minecraft do know how to do Java. Maybe they don't know how to do any other languages. So then you'd get like the mods that exist now that everyone likes. The like the developers for those mods would like yeah. Say I'm going to give this to someone else to rebuild into whatever new language. It, it is. It's a tricky position, but yeah, I, 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 it's something they probably should have done a lot sooner. Like especially when they were dealing with the first console versions. Yeah, you know, a- just why not? Could. Why not just put the P, that version out on the PC? And... You could have seen years ago that it was going to be massive. I did. I think they probably. Probably multiple parties tried to bind them before, and they said, no, sod off, we're going to do it. Well, so everyone was 
retweeting the classic tweet from Notch in yeah, like yeah, 2008 yeah. where it's like, my price is two billion, and apparently it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although Notch has been trying to play the like higher ground position, which I think is slightly incredulous. Or, it is now. He's like, where he's like going, it was never about the money, guys. It was like, I just want to, I, I never wanted to be the CEO of a corporation, you know, it's just, well, the main thing that, that that's fair enough if he didn't well, want maybe, to do that. But, you know, it the kind main, of is about the money. It could be, come on, he doesn't have to do anything ever again. Yeah, but he already didn't. He was already making hundreds of billions or whatever off Minecraft as an independent oh, well, thing. Well, Mojang was. It wasn't hundreds <laughs> of billions. <it> like... <coughs> I think he made enough. Well, anyway. He was like 70% shareholder as well or something. So Yeah, exactly. So, so But, yeah, you have to sell to, to actually make money well, yeah. out of that fact, which he did. But, I mean, the main thing that makes him a hypocrite is the way he he came out f- for the Oculus Rift purchase from Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he hadn't, like, been a dick about that, then uh, it wouldn't be so... It wouldn't look so weird. Yeah, and yeah. he bitched about Microsoft in the past. Oh, yeah. Like, the Windows 8 Oh, right, repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so did Gabe Newell. I mean, and Gabe Newell is, like, a Microsoft guy. Speaking of which, Steam Machine hasn't been about for a while. We haven't heard anything a lot from them for ages. Apart from where they made the controller have a stick. Yeah. <laughs> where they're just like, okay, we've decided maybe not yeah, two yeah. of those things, maybe we'll have a stick as well. Yeah, we'll put a stick on it. <laughs> That's been a while. It has. It's gone a bit quiet on the old Steam Machine front. Um, You're not hearing about many games like having a, a Linux version being made, you know, despite that initial sort of thinking that perhaps people would be making more, you know, AAA versions of games in Linux, because it's just not to give it momentum, I guess. It's just yeah. not happened. Yeah, it does seem to have stalled a bit. I mean, I don't know what Steam, what Valve are doing behind the scenes on that stuff. It seemed to me that the main problem with, with the Linux games was all the graphics um, mm. drivers and stuff. Then again, but like PS4 architecture and PS3 architecture like, is similar to OpenGL. That's true. Um, so, you know, perhaps for that's true for things that have had a console release, surely that's not so, not so tough. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Graphics side, anyway. Yeah, I mean, if you already have to work to OpenGL or whatever standard, and even to do your really impressive PS4 game, mm. then it can't be that big a step to get to get stuff working on Linux with equivalent drivers. Because presumably for for uh, Xbox One, you use DirectX, right? I guess. Uh, yeah, I think DirectX so. Version. I think it's whatever. DX11, I think, yeah. is the one that's currently running on there, and it will be updated to handle DX12 when that stuff uh, gets finalised. Yeah. They were saying that they were, like, <coughs> they've been running numerous like little demos about how, you know, the to the metal DX12 is um, can either save you about 50% battery power or or you can get 50% more performance out of it and for rendering the same stuff as a DX11 based thing and it's like that's a hell of an improvement I'll back that up with some some game <laughs> with a game yeah some kind of game speaking of games totally smooth transition for our gaming podcast yeah. <laughs> speaking of games we're talking about games more than we are speaking of games we're speaking about consoles no, no. consoles are our games is that <laughs> why you're speaking of games more news about games I suppose news news well like, there was coming out of TGS there was like a mo- lot more footage of well not really footage I suppose more trailers of Final New Final Fantasy oh, yeah? 15 FF15 looks fucking nuts mm. for PS4 presumably yeah, I don't think they've really said which no. what it's coming out for what's but. the deal 
it's a road trip. <laughs> road have, trip. You have a car and it's just like four dudes in the car and you drive around, then you jump out and fight some shit and then you oh. drive around some more. <laughs> or at least that's how it appears in the trailer anyway. So like the wagon in uh, in uh, Crystal Chronicles, but faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it'd be more like the buggy you get in FF7, or but faster. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm hoping is that all I'm hoping is that the brand of car is like Chocobo brand or something. They have to bring that in somehow. Come on. Yeah, yeah. If they're not going to be literally riding Chocobo, like a, a Ford Chocobo. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A Ford Mustang. I mean, maybe this yeah. is all. You know, presumably what they're showing us might be at the start of the game, and then some sort of cataclysm happens, and they find themselves. And they they have the, to ride Chocobo. Right? The, yeah, in, in the, this world's equivalent of the Wild West, and it turns into <laughs> Red Dead with Chocobo. I don't know. It seems like they were in quite a lot of the Wild West esque areas. From the, the, it's like it doesn't. The bit that I saw where they do a sort of a close-up of the side profile of the car, it's like a, it's it's a convertible. Right. So, you know, there's no roof or anything. And it's, like, quite low profile, and they're driving off-road, and it just doesn't look right. Right, yeah. <laughs> It's like... <laughs> yeah, should the whole car be going Yeah, they fuck up their whole car quite quickly doing that. They should have a freaking flying car like this, like in full throttle, whatever. <laughs> and, of course, all the characters look like dumb modern Final Fantasy characters they all look practically identical with their stupid feathered hair and all that shit yeah classic Japanese emo <laughs> but then, the, the hair's four... not going to fit if they had a roof well, that's, why, that's why it's convertible but there's like four of them and they're all dudes and they're all wearing black oh, wow. and they all look practically identical and it's like, that's a bit weird yeah they, they, you it's a road that... trip you can't <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> it's a dude road trip it's they're all dude bros <laughs> basically the in-betweeners movie in game form yeah clearly oh dear that sounds really bad and and also their swords don't apparently exist it's like when they're fighting they just do a swinging motion and then the sword just materialises for the hit oh yeah, that's cool interesting yeah, compact that's like like energy swords that you don't really see. But, and then he also does a thing which may be cool if it turns into some kind of Assassin's Creed-esque thing where, like, he does a throwing motion which, like, projects the energy of the sword and then the sword sticks into a pillar and then he teleports onto it. <laughs> which is kind of cool. Oh, uh, yeah, I think they've shown that For a kind of a transversal mechanism, I suppose. Yeah. But it might be entirely pointless. Traversal. Traversal. Yes. Transversal. Transversal. <laughs> going sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this trailer yet. I, I really want to, I want to see it. And you know, there's giant monsters and shit. Yeah. Well, they've, they've shown things that looked, oh, I forget what they're called, but they're sort of like brutish looking things that sort of are on all, on all fours and can stand up. Often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they can stand up. Yeah, they can. They're like, they, they start, they start on like all fours oh, right, and, like, and they're like beast like things and then like, like they can like transform and stand up as. They don't really transform. They just stand up and go, get all their health back, and then like <laughs> okay. pick up an axe. But, so that's what they did in thirteen. But they appeared to be back. But again, did. it's like, do you, do you even remember what like the first couple of trailers for Five Hundred Fifty were like? Because <laughs> they weren't like this. Well, I remember really. There was one where it was sort of running about in a building, so it looked like a chase sequence. Yeah. And then there was some teleporting at one point, but they didn't really show no how that was happening. And then there was like he was falling through the. City or something. Yeah, right. and there was a, there was a, it started with him. It was a road sat, trip, basically. Sat, well, no, no, there was a scene where he was sat in a car. Like, okay, like yeah. the trailer, I think, opened with him just looking bored in like a car. Like, and there's like a modern looking city behind them. Right. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, it looks weird. I don't know. Final Fantasy 15. Oh, come on, it better be good. We're long overdue for a good Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yep. 
Do they even remember how to make a good final answer? No, it's probably not. None of them are probably the original team no. anymore. Totally different people. Well, I mean, if you, basically, it's like if you have this car and you're roaming around in, on this, like, it can't be any more corridor, corridor even Final Fantasy Thirteen. So you know, you, you can apparently go off road and shit. So maybe there's open areas and mm. <laughs> maybe the world map doesn't suck. Is it like Mad Max style? Like? No, it's like modern time. It's like the car is quite fancy. Oh, okay. It's got a nice shiny paint job, which somehow doesn't get fucked up by all this off-road driving, <laughs> naturally. Does it look like well, the West then, like America? like? Sort of. I mean, it's like, you know, mountains and mesas and, and then giant fucking turtle monsters. <laughs> right. From what I remember from like the early trailers, it's like something actually sort of reminded me a bit like fancy bits of London, I suppose. and The bits in the city, like, probably. Yeah. In the city, in the from city. the little part of the story that they do in the voiceover between when the guys are talking, it seems to suggest that one of the dudes is the prince of somewhere who has run off on this road trip, and everyone's looking for him or something. And the prince of pain. So you know, Final Fantasy story, I suppose. Mm. Have to have some kind of noble in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Could be like the prime minister's son or something. Like. <laughs> I guess it could be. It's all about Prince Charles. That's what we're saying. It's Prince Charles' uh, early career that we'd never hear about. Fighting giant monsters. Fostering giant monsters and going on road trips. Fostering giant monsters. <laughs> Fostering giant monsters. <laughs> He's the cause. <laughs> Twist ending. Probably. So Smash Brothers has sold a million copies in Japan already. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing about Smash Brothers, isn't it? It's out in Japan. And we know that the roster wasn't bullshit like we thought it was. Nope. Duck Hunt Dog is in. Yeah, definitely in. Which is... Why did you doubt that? That's an obvious one, surely. Once you hear... Not obvious when you haven't heard about it, but there's a moment you hear Duck Hunt Dog, you think, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Well, Well, I don't know, I always thought it could be more likely as a support trophy. Yeah, I mean... Rather than a fully-fledged character. Yeah. But it, yeah, and like the other parts of that screenshot looked well dodgy and right, like they were probably fake. And also, everyone just sort of didn't want to believe that Doctor Mario and Dark Fit were separate characters. Yeah. yeah, but you know what they're like. Even when they come out and say no, no dupes or whatever. Yeah, as it turns out, yeah, okay, there are. And currently, my 3ds is downloading the demo because now now it's the past the nineteenth, so the demo is out for everybody. So we can see that in after this podcast. Yeah. So if we, I mean, everyone kind of has always thought that the 3DS version is going to be inferior or whatever. Yeah. Obviously. But I mean, but how inferior do you expecting? Are you expecting a totally different game or like, um, are you, because you, you don't have a, a Wii U, but you're going to probably play the shit out of the 3DS version, even if it sucks. No, I'm <laughs> going to play the Wii U version when Rob buys it. Yeah. yeah but are you probably play, you probably get the 3DS version. No. Right? No. Why would, I do that? Like, why would I buy the shitty version when I can just come to Rob's house and play the good one? With him! Hello. In multiplayer! Yeah. And how it's meant to be played. <laughs> With um, everyone in a room and shouting and shit. The real question is like the extraneous the stuff, like the. like Because the, the 3DS version has some kind of single player, dumb mm. story based thing like they do sometimes it's like, yeah progression but it's yeah. like will that be the same on the Wii U version or will they build that out in a different I, way I think they've said those two things are going to be different in between the versions mm. like a lot of the single player content will differ so that probably be good yeah well I think I think the 3DS version is going to be considerably less of that than the Wii U from what I've heard oh yeah that makes mm. sense 
And then obviously the main problem with the 3DS version is regardless of how you're playing it, multiplayer are always playing it over a wireless connection of some kind. I think they dated the Wii U version now, haven't they? Did like they? end of November or oh, something. Oh, yeah, they, they might have done. So it's earlier than the supposed leak to date. Wow. By like a week. <laughs> and yeah. that depends whether it gets delayed again yeah. before then. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hope not. It's, it's getting it's, it's it's getting a bit close for them to sort of pull another delay out, I suppose. But we still haven't seen a great deal, I suppose, of the Wii U version. They've been and the they, other, they've been they have been pushing the 3DS version quite heavily. I guess the other sort of still a question is like, are there going to be more characters in the Wii U version? Oh, I, I know. I think there's. I think the roster is going to be identical because there are going to be different levels. Yeah, the stages are definitely going to be different because the Nintendo stage is 3DS, 3DS exclusive and. Um, I don't know any more than that, really. That game sold a shitload of copies at Nintendogs. You know about that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Like it was the classic, it's like one of the that best was selling games of all time. That was like the um, Wii Sports of the DS, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the one that every fucking parent had for no uh, bad reason. And it was like an intro. It was another one of those like casual gateway things. So like small girls suddenly like like the idea of having small a DS. Small girls. Small girls. Yeah. Do that. No, fair enough. The gateway to nothing, as it turned out. The gateway <laughs> to, you will never keep these customers. The gateway to brain training. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Pretty much. You will get these customers this one time and then they won't buy your next console. Because you've done nothing new with it. You can't do the old again. And do it well. They're doing it. That's what they're doing. Yep. And I'm liking it thus far. They got you, you got your Mario Karts. You yeah. got your Smash Brothers. Yeah. You got your Zeldas coming. No, serious. Oh, and that's the no, other serious, one. No, serious, no. Oh, I saw an indie racer is... that looked like a, a bit F-Zero-ish, no, although with wheels. Well, oh. What was it called? <laughs> F-Zero with wheels. Or something, was it called? I can't remember. Anyway, that, kind of cool. That's the other F- thing. And F- isn't like, isn't it called like Formula Zero because the zero stands for no wheels in F Zero? Really? That's a terrible reason. I, I could be completely wrong on that, but I, that was how I always thought of it. <laughs> or or, the, or, or is it just zero gravity? Or is, is it just because F Zero is lower than F One? I never even made the it's, connection with F One. I, I think that's why they called it. Like, I, I think that's the core reason. Right. Is like F Zero is less than F One, and it's like well, it's faster than Formula One. Like, come on, right? F Zero is an awesome name. So it's zero name. gravity, they surely. It, possibly, yeah. Even though it's not really zero gravity, it's just like they're Hovering. magnetically yeah. attached to the track or some shit. Yeah. However, the fact that actually works in the F Zero universe. Slightly hovering vehicles. And that's the other thing about Smash Brothers, I guess, is if there's if there aren't going if the roster is the same for the Wii U version, what chance do you think there might be for a decent selection of DLC characters? Because they've sort of already confirmed there are going to be DLC. I mean, characters. they've been doing no, it for Mario Kart quite yeah. nicely, so uh, they put Link in there. Well, yeah, if, and if they price it as well as they did with the Mario Kart stuff, come on, this is like. DLC for Smash Bros. That's awesome. It's awesome, but then the, then the question becomes like, if they do it and they you know and it's fine and it's priced reasonably, will they do a Sega and fuck it up and not actually release anymore? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. generations where they made a pimple tangle and they were like, well, that's that. Yeah, cut that. Because then they could ex- then, then you don't have to make another Smash Bros. Practically forever. Well, just release every character, yeah, and stage, least, and whatever. At least until the next Ninty console oh, yeah, comes out. But they'll, they'll, well, they weren't going to release a second Smash Brothers in the Wii U cycle anyway, were they? No, really. But now they have now they have DLC. It will make everyone 
theoretically happier yeah. that they won't have to worry about when the next Smash Bros. is coming out. Because they'll yeah, the gap will be filled hopefully, It'll probably for like a, a year after launch. I reckon. I don't know mm. if they'll stay with it for that long, but depends how popular it gets. Like if it if it gets the same sort of popularity that Melee did. Like you know, with the fighting community, I guess, because that's the only reason Street Fighter gets away with what it does. <laughs> well, that's what we just have. To, we have to hope that with these like partnerships Nintendo have with like Capcom and Namco and stuff, they don't learn the Street Fighter release <laughs> mechanism of Ultimate yeah. and all that, because no, that would fuck up everything. Let's hope not. I mean, uh, you know, they've always, at least with the Street Fighters, there's always been an upgrade path digitally. Like you could always like buy the uh, if you had the last edition, you could get the next edition for cheap or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah it depends how far they'll go down that rabbit hole yes, just don't do that it's, it's like if they just sell the characters individually it'll be super awesome because yeah. then it'll be like you can not get the ones that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that won't happen because we'll just get all of them yeah we'll get a season pass that's the one thing I might <laughs> well, yeah, seriously consider a season, consider pass, a season yeah. pass have they ever done a season pass Nintendo I guess uh, not really. the Mario Kart one sort of counts I suppose oh, it? Yeah. like because it has both packs <laughs> yeah and a two part season yeah it's the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I no, don't, don't think, one. I think that must probably be the first time they've ever done that because it's like the only. I'm just thinking of like other times when Nintendo have done DLC, and I think they 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 only do like the individuals or here's everything, but it all comes out at once, so it's not really like a season pass in that case. It's just like a package. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of, think of a time when they've done it. They've not done... Was it like... Oh, yeah, because Mario Golf on the 3DS, was that the last time they tried something similar? But again, you're right. Didn't all the packs come out at once and there was like a package deal where you got like Gold Mario or something if you bought yeah, more? Yeah. And they probably... I think they might have done like multiple packages before. Like... And like, I guess seasons apart from not in a season package, like his season one of DLC where it's the first three packs or whatever, and his season two where it's the next three or whatever. Mm, mm. So yeah, not exactly season passes. But yeah, <laughs> but they they might do. Well, they will for Smash Brothers. Assuming <laughs> I, don't they, DLC. I don't know if you can say they will because that oh, depends yeah. on whether Nintendo knows what the fuck they're doing. Well, they seem to know more. They're learning. Uh, they're learning. They're learning due to being repeatedly poked by <laughs> terrible sales figures and and uh, and you know shareholder meetings and yeah. like people taking pay cuts and going, oh god, it's yeah, really disastrous over and over. Yeah, repeatedly doing <laughs> Yes. Well, they're a niche thing now. They're not going to be the best selling console, so they're going to play to their audience, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Well, yeah, ninty stuff. They're, they're playing the same game that they always have, in a way, like since GameCube, at least, which is like, well, we can get away with having the slightly underpowered machine because uh, the way we make games doesn't need it. Yeah, I know that's true, but it it may be a similar game, but it was working out totally differently from the Wii generation where they basically beat everyone. Yeah, yeah. With their... Uh, Sort of asymmetrical warfare <laughs> I guess, tactics yeah. of like let's sell everyone Nintendogs and make a pile of money. Let's do something different. Yeah. The problem is, is that something different is the mobile market now. Well, yeah, people still buy three DSs, I guess, but not the same extent. Well, no, because it's like you don't really want to give your kids a phone. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
and they've still managed to to wangle it so that the you know whatever Pokemon yeah. game ensures that you have to buy one for each child. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the way that I don't know it, it, for people like us, I guess that are in the know and know that mobile games suck generally <laughs> and want to play a proper game. Yeah, you know, there's always exactly. a market for us to have a mobile device. That's true. I just don't play proper games on the go. No, I'm not, not, I'm not, that, about not that Zach does either. He just sits. Well, in his, <laughs> he yeah. just sit there with the freaking 3ds. Yeah, you know, like, sitting on the sofa. Oh, you know, I was well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that when I'm at home and stuff. But there was moments in Cornwall where it was like, you know, it'd be nice to have a have a new device to perhaps do some do some cooler stuff on. Because my 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 I did my old DS did come out a couple of times and I. <laughs> actually played more GBA games on it than I was expecting. As in, I played a GBA game. Well, it's because so, your touchscreen's broken, so... Yeah, that too. It does limit me somewhat. But, but it came out. I, found, I needed some buttons in my life. Anyone news? Ah, oh, what's going on? I'm not thinking anything else. Freaking Destiny came out. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone likes it. No. I'm not liking what I'm hearing about it. In that, but it has this weird effect on people. Okay, so generally the, the consensus is that it's filled with problems and isn't the game that it was selling itself to be. But at the same time, a lot of people have got properly into it and can't draw themselves away from it, even knowing all this. It's Which it's got freaking loot. Anything that's yeah, got loot. Not enough loot. That's no, one of the problems. No, I know. I don't know. But, and yeah, it, and but it's yeah, got, people can't turn themselves away from it, which is always a plus. Quite nice shooting mechanics because it's a freaking bungee game. You can't really go that wrong. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, I really don't like the sound of it being so the story such that it is being so sort of oh, self serious. So it just sounds stupid, and like that would really annoy me because like Halo was a little bit self serious, but it was fun. You know, it had some jokes and stuff in it and stuff, and mm. at least it and it made more sense than this. The one thing that annoys me that I've heard, and this is an incredibly precise thing that only annoys me in like a very nitpicky kind of way, is why does the moon not have moon gravity? I mean, come on! That's 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 terrible. And and Venus and Mars. Well, I mean, Venus would have similar gravity. Mars would be slightly lower. Come on, even the new Borderlands is doing gravity changes. I mean, but I mean, it's literally like in the physics option of your programming engine. You just like type point six instead yeah, of one. It'll, it'll be a variable somewhere. <laughs> but they did, on purpose didn't do it right because I mean, they wanted I, the gameplay to be. The it same. does technically make you have to design levels slightly differently. Like you have to make everything taller in order to stop people from jumping off it. I suppose. <laughs> but then, isn't that cool? It's just like it's. And of course, it's like if you even try and think about the law of it, it's just like what, well, how? Yeah, <laughs> you can't alter the gravity of a planet unless it's like literally your suits are like doing something, yeah, yeah. Prop- propelling you downwards. Yeah, no, it's dumb. Doesn't make any sense. And the amount that, ter- that like Venus got terraformed is fucking ridiculous. Well, it's it's, magic, it just looks like fucking Earth. <laughs> it is right. The, the, I, in the law, it's like total magic, right? Well, that's like the traveler did it or whatever, right? Yeah. Or what the, the the sphere of doom did it? Maybe what's it called? Is that the traveler? Yeah, the traveler. I get confused with the Traveller in TNG, the stupid yeah. guy. Wesley, come with me. You'll be happier. <laughs> but it's dumb. We'll go travelling. We'll go travelling. We'll see Asia. You're all right. And also, I don't, there's like, the problem with Venus being terraformed is it didn't look like enough like Venus. They hadn't left enough Venusness no, in it. It's not Venusy enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not got like. It should just have had acid water. That yeah, freaking acid water, like volcanoes and shit, and and, yeah. and like 
really dark. Well, not necessarily dark, but like really like stormy skies or something. I guess because yeah. it's stormy, right? Well, yeah, it's like stormy. you can't even see the sun. So. Yeah, yeah, but maybe if you terraformed it, something. Stormy. Yeah, obviously, but I mean, you want to get rid of some of the atmosphere. Yeah, I think I'm just most annoyed about just how they sold the game and to what it actually ended up being. Oh, yeah. It's like the way they talked it up, in my head, like the ideal would have been, oh, hey, so this is going to be a bit like Guild Wars, but with, I don't know, shooter mentality, and it sounds like you're going in the right direction to pull some of that off, right? Yeah. Right? Like that that first E3 demo or whatever it was was, is the worst offender in a way because it's like, Oh, okay. This is making it sound like it's a bit more story based. Well, like go- the guys are looking at each other's guns, yeah, going, "Hey, this gun looks really awesome. Well, how did you get that?" That well, kind of stuff. Like- and, it's like, and then, of course, none of that matters in the yeah. game. It's like he goes into a, into that building and he opens a chest and gets a thing, yeah. and then he equips it, and then shoots some things, and then they all mess up on a big boss, and like random people run in. Like, how are you doing, Guild Wars? Yeah, just like those don't. <laughs> Happen, do they in the in, in the same way? In no, the not in that, product? not it's in not the like, way that they showed in that demo. No, they're not they're not so seamless. And it's like yeah, the, the separation between when you're on a story mission, you don't bump against randoms, do you? Gen- no, no and, you, oh, well, you sort of do, but it's other people also doing story missions until you enter your instance or something. Yeah, it's like they're basically then, at the same level. But then, like things like the public events don't happen while you're doing those because that's <laughs> you, a separate you, yeah, mode. Yeah, you enter the mode for the patrol area mode or something. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, it's it's a really weird structure. It's like I think if they did just Guild Wars, I don't have a problem with like the instanced bits for stories because yeah. Guild Wars does it and it works just fine. It's like, and you could do all your crazy set piece moments and stuff in that. Sure. Apparently there aren't very many crazy set piece moments. There's like though. two line. Yeah, I've there's the bit of. with the sword they could talk about. Like, yeah. like one mission with a sword. Um and some stuff where stuff explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite a lot probably. It's, it's not stri- it's not striking me as a like it's sort of interesting and I'm it, that's the bit that's like making me you know, sort of on edge, I guess, sometimes it's like it's it's, it's a bungee game, the shooting sounds great, people are getting real into it. Um but I don't think I'm in the right place to 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 play that game. Partly because it doesn't sound as interesting as I don't know other stuff coming out, like Forza or even the Halo Master Chief Collection. Come on, that's um, the thing. Past Bungie games seem better than yeah, Bungie game doesn't feel like they've doubled down on what they are known <laughs> for and what they are good at. And also, it sounds like the best way to play that game is to have friends playing that game, and I've sort of missed that boat, I guess. And partly because I don't play anything that intensively with people. No. If you know what I mean? It's not like I'm logging on every night and going, what are we doing today? It's like, oh no, we've all skipped ahead. It's like, oh, well, fuck you guys. We barely managed to do Guild Wars, and that's because we can do that as Yeah, you can do that, do that to everyone, and it's like, yeah. You guys did Borderlands when, when, when needed. Right? Yeah. What do you mean, when needed? Like, whenever you wanted, rather than... Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. You but that's because, we, that's because that's only four people. And you don't need any more than one, in theory, because Bord- it, it's an additive thing. Yeah, but Destiny does yeah, that. Yeah, does that. Borderlands just sounds like the bigger and better game when <coughs> in in the comparable fronts that it has, and it's like there are a lot of comparable parts of those games. I mean, I, c- I can believe that the Destiny is better looking and has better shooter mechanics than than oh, Borderlands. Definitely. But I mean, in the in the key things that were supposed to set it apart, like Borderlands still wins. Like the yeah. awesomeness and the guns and how customised you can make the loot, them the loot system, the, the occasional loot. craziness of what you might find. Yeah. It's like, it's just generally more interesting. It's and like, yeah, Borderlands and perhaps Borderlands 2 as well. They, they both have the problem where they're 
they have the opposite problem of Destiny in a way, in that they're massive, but they don't necessarily do that much interesting with their environments. But at least you're not revisiting them too much. Yeah. It's like there are a few areas that sends you back to constantly. But Well, that was the trick. Like when we were playing Borderlands, because I'd already played through it, I knew the orders to take the missions. So you get all the missions from one area and do them all at yeah. once instead of being sent back there repeatedly. Yeah, I guess that, that is the trick. But I suppose the other trick with Borderlands is that you know, really you don't have to do everything. No. Um, at least Borderlands has a freaking sense of humour. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, not, I'm sure like plenty of people will be like, yeah, but it's yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's like but even like the other even even if you took like okay, put the game to one side and take like the crucible on its own. That just right. sounds like a crap version of Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or a not very interesting version of Halo. But again, they probably could have gone further with the idea of having like the PvP set up a different thing from how PvE works and then maybe found ways of linking the two together, like there were ways of earning PvP stuff through PvE and then vice versa. But I'm looking at a double disappointment here, really. I mean, I know Titanfall was cool and everything, but it doesn't seem to have taken off like quite... Like, no, Titanfall's a cool game. I know but, it's cool, yeah, but... It, it didn't get its hooks in me in the way I was expecting. No. Well, there wasn't really much there to take off, I guess. It wasn't right. just like a, a single miniature package. Right. You just played, once you'd sit all the levels, and played them several times. <laughs> and I do always have a good time with it every time I go back to it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's every time I go back to it, I do think to myself, why am I not playing this more? Yeah. And it's like, because it is... It is mechanically sound. It's not just you though. That's not not that's not. Mm. You know, it seems like generally the case for everybody that they think it's really good, but they I, don't I come didn't. Back to it. Yeah, I do occasionally have major headaches with getting onto just getting the servers and things to work. And like, if I want to play it with kippers, like, and get a, get an actual party going, then we tend to hit all kinds of troubles getting people into games and stuff. Well, between you, like, your you. You and Kippers both have, like, or have had, like, super weird problems with getting your consoles to actually properly communicate with the internet repeatedly. Yeah. Like, especially in Kippers' case, I don't know what the fuck is up with his internet, but it does all kinds of things. All the NAT problems and all that. Well, he seems to have no problems, obviously, when he's playing with people on the same <coughs> network as him, even on different consoles, but as long as they're in the same house. Right. That's absolutely fine. Um, as, soon as, as soon as I try and connect, everything seems to go screwy, <laughs> basically. <laughs> And it doesn't seem to matter which way around it is. If he's hosting, it doesn't work. If I try and party lead, it doesn't really work. It's like, and that affects like both Xbox Live chat and the game entries and stuff like that. And Titanfall is just the worst for getting that stuff to work. So it's like, really, the problem is somewhere in between the range of 10 feet and 100 feet. <laughs> like the range <laughs> yeah. just outside of Kibbles' house to this house, which uh, is not very far away. There's just something in that gap that fucks everything up. <laughs> thing, I think we might even be on the same ISP now. I think we might both be on PlusNet. And it's... So the number of reasons for why this is happening is de- is decreasing. It's like maybe because I'm using Wi-Fi or something and he is wired. I don't know if that makes a difference, <laughs> like because of latency or some other weird stuff going on, but uh, it's weird. And that has been one of the major barriers for me playing games with Kippers on the consoles because we seem to always have problems. And Titanfall is the worst for it. <laughs> Parts vs. Zombies seems all right. <laughs> That's because Pants vs. Zombies is a faultless game! (laughs) (laughs) Game of the year! (laughs) Game of the year. It's pretty amazing. Oh dear. (laughs) 
Oh, but yeah, Destiny and Titanfall. Not that there's anything wrong with Titanfall, but you know, come on, great white hopes of the next generation, and like nothing's going on for me that I'm enthused about. Forza Horizon Two, I like the idea of, but driving games like are, are like a separate thing almost from like they don't have story or whatever. They no, do. you don't necessarily get hyped for them either. Yeah. I guess it's like they're just sort of. They're there and they're nice and you know they they could be great games still, but it's like I don't because of the I don't know it's weird, isn't it? I don't yeah, just don't no feel I don't, just don't feel like I get hyped for them. Yeah, it's like I'm really interested to see it in action and yeah. stuff like that. But I think it's it looks not, super cool. But yeah, but yeah, it's not one of those. I don't think I've got any driving games on my like top ten games of all time or anything. Definitely not. I don't think. Maybe Burnout 3, Daydown. <laughs> Burnout, I did come across an article the other day that basically just said, Burnout 3, the best online multiplayer game ever made. Yeah, <laughs> quite awesome. Because yeah. it was real good. Yeah. I, 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 don't know. I, I think, you know, F-Zero GX is up there for me. That's a hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah, I could do with a wipeout. Um, but yeah. None of that's on the horizon either. So unless you're a Smash Brothers fan, everything's well, or an, or, or, or hard, steadily getting more terrible. Fucked, yeah, or, an, or a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan. I'm starting to think everyone should just give up and play Hearthstone or whatever. Because I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no fucking point in computer games anymore. <laughs> Jesus, Hearthstone does look pretty good. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right. It does look pretty good. <laughs> Let's just give it up and play Hearthstone on our iPads, and that's it. That's the end of it. Well, that's kind of the, the, the good thing, I suppose, about Zach and I's like A to Z of the Steam list thing that we'll get to actually perhaps find if any of the shit we don't know about on our Steam list is actually any good. But the fact that we haven't ever played it probably tells you that it's not going to be. <laughs> Maybe in the majority of cases. Maybe. I mean, I saw the PC game at top one hundred. Gains of all yeah, time the other well. day. Number 10 was well, that FTL or something, it. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Number 10? Yeah, something really high. Wow. I was like, well, that's dumb, but in a way that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they had at number one again. Oh, it was Mass Effect 2, which yeah. I guess kind of... Made no it. longer Half-Life 2. Yeah, it just swaps around, though. Deus Ex was like number seven or something this time round, wasn't it? Yep. It just swaps around. Depends who's on the star, star it? Yeah, it does. Depends who's <laughs> on the star. Uh but it never goes away. No. Like, it'll always be, like... And System Shock 2 is still, like, way up there, usually. They used to put Quake 3 really high, didn't they? Like, yeah, that's dropped off, I think, a bit. Um, Quake Live they, launched on Steam. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. I think reason. they put UT 2004 quite high up. Um, mm. Yeah, Quake Live on Steam. Quake Live has launched. Do you play that? I haven't played it since, like, halfway through its web life I suppose right so it's been a long time since I fired it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, maybe maybe it'll be worth checking out to see what they've changed or if they've streamlined it at any or if it actually has a proper client it, it, it does have a proper client now doesn't it it's like, I think like, it does now yeah, yeah. So, cool. so maybe it'll be worth giving it a go because it's still fun but it will still be quite uh, they, they were changing some stuff like like you don't have to they had a new freaking gun, didn't they? Yeah, there's a whole new gun, like a like a powerful like machine a machine gun new machine gun that makes the not starting machine gun, but like but more powerful. I, guess. I don't know why they put that because <laughs> the whole point was that there isn't a, there isn't a, a, a rapid fire machine gun. That's well, powerful. but then again, a lot of the guns are kind of like that anyway, aren't they? In the, in the, in the, the closest one is the the where the plasma rifle thing is. Yeah, 
the hyper blaster. No, they yeah, actually no, no, does... quite free. Oh yeah, oh, I know the, the one. The yeah, big that blue is... ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is the closest. Yeah, fair enough. With they the should square. Just, they should just brought back the hyper blaster because that's the best. I used to <laughs> so like that. So ridiculously overpowered. Hyper was so cool. Yeah, the quake two weapon. There were two quake two weapons that were a bit like that. They went there because hyper blaster was super powerful and got more powerful as you fired. That's right. And then the minigun. We did that as well, but it was like... And there was just like insane. a straight-up machine gun, wasn't there? Yeah, like yeah. Like the other thing that used bullets. There was. That there wasn't was. that good, though. No, was it? it was like an intermediate weapon. No, just, it was better I, than having the blaster or whatever. I just missed the super shotgun, for fuck's sake. But I didn't. Oh, man, yeah, super shotgun was amazing. Yeah. just just because It's not just because it was a shotgun like or anything, though, but it just had such the loudest bloody noise. <laughs> yeah. That giant double barrel thing. Because Yeah, the Quake 3 shotgun's all right, but it's no super shotgun. Quake 3 shotgun's a real pansy. That's exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, a d- d- <laughs> it's kind of like the shotgun in TF2, really. Except it does have two barrels. Well, yeah, the TF2 shotgun, shotgun is... Scout shotguns, at least. Well, no, that's no a, I don't mean the scout scout. gun. Yeah. I don't mean the scout gun. I mean the... the oh, they're okay. The, yeah, the regular it. shotguns sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah they're cool. Because they have actual proper... No, they're not actually sound effects. They don't do a lot of damage most of the time, but, you know. Yeah, but they're secondary weapon, aren't they? Yeah. For, well, no. It's primary for engineer, but secondary for... Not any longer, though, of course. Why? What do engineers well, use? Well, it depends, depends Wrangle on... Wrangle shit. And... Yeah, because if you... The old, like... Well, there's the upgraded shotgun, I suppose, is what the actual one they use now, isn't it? Right. Which one? The metal shotgun or the... Well, some engineers use that, but I meant the revenge shotgun. Oh, yeah. Because then it gets... The sound effect gets improved because you always have grits. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're doing any good, I suppose you always have yeah. grits. And that new scatter gun sounds awesome. What, the back scatter? Yeah. It's got a great sound. Sounds kind of weird. It's real noticeable. Well, yeah. Which kind of, like, defeats its purpose. Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> it's like, in the bonus of it is you get bonus damage if you shoot people in the back, but then they immediately hear the backscatter sound effect and then turn around <laughs> to face you so you don't get the bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the costume for the Alien Isolation pre-order where, the, like, the scout puts on three items and basically just looks like a xenomorph or whatever, like an alien? <laughs> Uh, that's quite cool yeah. that's not good they already tri- they already did the fake alien thing with the XCOM one and it was much more funny oh what the little the little green thing attached to the face no the oh, no, that was the, alien swarm no yeah uh, not, not even that one I mean because the, the, for the XCOM they had like the pyro has a like a grey type head sectoid head but, but it's like it's it's wobble bone so it like it jiggles around and flops and it doesn't oh. it doesn't actually stand up properly most of the time well, I don't think I've ever seen that no I've got one I don't think I've ever seen really anyone it looks kind of terrible which is I guess why nobody uses okay. it but, <laughs> but that's how you do a TF2 alien costume you make it dumb yeah it's yeah. supposed to be dumb I was a bit disappointed because it actually looks like an alien which is a bit weird uh, it's going a bit far uh, but they had like the helmet for um for the for the heavy, right? Uh, and I can't remember what else, but some other alien based stuff. But that was the main one. Like, there's a whole scout set, and they also have some like if you're wearing the helmet, you take extra damage from melee from the scout who's wearing the any of the Zenimal stuff, right? And, and and oh, and there's a flamethrower, which is like the flamethrower from Aliens, I guess. <laughs> okay, um, and that does extra damage to Zenimal wearing scouts. <laughs> it's right. dumb. Yes. Hey, good news! Not really. How did we get onto this subject again? Was it news? <laughs> we were talking about Quake Live. Yeah. yeah. Quake Live. So that's enough news. What have you been playing? 
Uh, Robert Kemp. You can start with me. Oh, wow. Well, he doesn't have much to say. Well, it depends. I could probably string it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No stringing. Uh, <laughs> you could probably string anything out on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. That's what we always do. Th- that's our modus operandi. I finished the story in Batman Arkham City. Uh huh. The main story. I don't know why. I think my percentage is like 40 something still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like down above the freaking still do. Riddler bullshit. The only thing I haven't done is like when the game finishes and it goes, you, you come back as Catwoman and there's some stuff to finish off there and there's. I made the mistake of then trying to get to some of the Catwoman trophies, and it's like, mm, this is through. Like, some of those I can't even reach because I'm pretty sure I still don't have abilities as Batman that I need to open up areas in which I can get Catwoman. And it's like, oh, right, okay. So I've, been, I've got that bit still to finish. I did, did. Did you get to the point which I talked about on the podcast before, where you're playing as Catwoman and you can you ha- you're supposed to save Batman, but you can just fuck off and end the game right there and be like, no, I'm out of here, bye. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realise you could do that. Yeah, you I, can. I, I, I just I walked picked... out. I was like, this is in character for her. She's like... Yeah, I'm gonna accept... <laughs> I didn't realise. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realise either. It just rolls credits. <laughs> it's like... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. So what happens? It will just reload and you're just back in that room. And I think might, so, yeah. Let you choose the right answer. <laughs> yeah, you have to reload, yeah. When did you get a conscience? <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I didn't think that. Anyway. <laughs> that's so that's quite cool. funny, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I'm not sure I think much of the main plot line, to be honest. It sort of feels like it peters out a bit, like it gets yeah. to the, you know, the twist happens and then you're kind of like, well, yeah, I sort of saw that coming, in a, in a, in a way. It wasn't going to be as strong as that first game anyway. No. That was a lot more focused. Yeah, it's sort of like, as a result, I, I do feel a little disappointed with it, because it's like, I just don't think it's as interesting an environment, I don't think it's as interesting a story and it's it's not got its hooks in me mm. like the first game did and it's like since i finished it I, I i didn't go back to it yeah like since i've done that to just finish it off and i really should because i have like the dlc and stuff for it as well because it right. was a game of the year edition oh cool so i've got like the harley quinn follow-on story and there's uh, some extra stuff in the challenge rooms but yeah i, I don't know at this point whether i'll actually bother to do those because it was quite long to get to this point and it's i don't know I don't know. I'll leave it installed for a while. Maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the standard wrong well, procedure. You know, it's just yeah. like leave it installed until you've decided that you need hard disk well, space. Well, it's the thing, reason. yeah. Like the, it's annoying because like the achievement percentage is like like to, to get through the story and I've got like less than 30% or something. It's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> There's a lot more to this. <coughs> yeah, but you've kind of seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to... Well. But, but there's still more... I, I, I probably will go back to it because there's upgrades, like technology upgrades that I obviously don't have, like the ability to destroy elevated, exploding... Uh, no, exploding. Like walls you can mm-hmm. you can destroy but are off the ground mm-hmm. because I haven't got, I've got a way of getting the gel onto them. So it's like there must be more stuff I haven't got. Um, got to figure out how to get those. Metroidvania fun times. Yeah. Because then once you... It's annoying because that starts... I think that's part of the problem is that I've had is that because there seems to be more of that that you don't just go, oh, I wonder... Oh, that that obviously requires a bit of kit I've got later. Because you'll visit... Like, you'll follow a map icon to something and, and then you'll be... And you'll traverse, like, most of the map to, like, do, go do this thing. And it's like, well, you can't do it. And you're like, oh, for God's sake! And it just... It feels more annoying this time. Yeah. And so, as I said earlier, I did that Catwoman thing. I went to what looked like a relatively nearby trophy rather than following the story mission, only to find it was behind one of these elevated walls I needed to explode. And it's like, 
But you put a Catwoman trophy behind a Batman obstacle, and it's like, that's really irritating. Ah. I don't know how, like, the character switching will work once I've finished this segment, like, where it's, like, super simple. Which would be nice if it was. It's like, if I get Batman to this point and destroy this thing and just swap out Catwoman. Swap and then, over, like, yeah. you know, uh, that would be nice. I quite but, like the Catwoman stuff. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's a slightly different way of handling the combat. Mm. And it's, uh, it seems... Obviously, she doesn't have quite the uh, epic move list that Batman does no. with all the gadgets and stuff. So it's sometimes a nice change of pace. But, man, it's like... It, you, Dealing with anyone with guns as Catwoman is just, like, impossible. Yeah. She sucks against them. Got no no real defense. Have to do... Have to play stealth against them. Pretty much. Or get lucky and trip them up with the whip trip thing. Whip, whip trip. trip. Whip trip. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been... It's all right. Still recommend it, but uh, I prefer the first. Me too. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Which, you know, which makes me not really interested or excited for the next one. Really. Well, this one's like... I want to see what it looks like, years. because everyone's talking to the visually, yeah. it's pretty incredible, but... I think it could be cool. Uh, I think they've had enough time to like think about how to do it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, how to really do it well. Maybe. Although, we'll Jeff really doesn't like the tank thing. Yeah. Yeah. The car tank thing. Batman tank. Batman tank. <laughs> <laughs> just be the batank <laughs> yeah the batank <laughs> the batank <laughs> uh, so bat's bat um, bat's bat I didn't really do a lot else like I, I guess PC wise or or even console wise I played a little bit actually no I did play a little bit more Plants vs Zombies before I went away just to check out what the new DLC was about because the Chester Cheetah stuff came out <laughs> basically two more um, characters for the game with slightly different weapon sets, like the scientist gets a super short range but rapid firing shotgun cool. that I just couldn't bloody use. Um, which is real difficult. Um, but he gets to wear like he gets a hat that makes him look like Chester Cheetah, which is real funny. Um, I forget what the other one was. Oh, it was a chomp. Like you just get a tiger coloured chomp <laughs> that has like. Uh, unlocks uh, like instead of regular goop that they spit out to slow people down you can goop out cheese oh, that's really <laughs> gross yeah. way more gross than regular goop yeah. <laughs> is, is liquid cheese yeah uh, but no one's really using them that I've seen like but it's, it's funny that they're there um, what else did I come across uh, they've also done another um, they've added a new game mode called Suburbanation in the meantime, which basically plays out like Domination from Call of Duty, or sort of like a, the light version of Conquest, I guess, where there's like three capture points and you have to hold them all in order to be scoring points real quick. Right. But when it when you do have them all, it puts Suburbanation on screen. <laughs> Suburbanation. And the music like fires in. And they've, they've added more music to the game as well. Like the loading screen now has more music variants, and I think they've added some, some other little ditties elsewhere. So it's neat that they're still doing stuff. Oh, it was a whole new level as well. A whole new deathmatchy, suburbanationy, known uh, bomb level. Not no, they haven't added a new level for the uh, garden wharf. Uh, what is it? The gardens and graveyards mode that I really like. But they should do another one of those sometime soon. <laughs> but the new level's quite crazy, quite awkward, quite complex. Works quite well for suburbanation, as you would hope to go with the new mode. So PVZ still adding stuff. For free. That game is crazy. 
And then I went on holiday. So I played, I needed something on my iPad to do. I looked at getting FTL, but it's like eight quid. And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, so I picked up threes. <laughs> Great. To see what that's all about. See if you could learn some maths. Uh, it's not really math go, like really. <laughs> you just sort of combine cards that are the same number and they make a bigger number. And that you just keep going. <laughs> that's when you're playing at the base level, though. Playing it hardcore, that's when the maths comes in. You're figuring ahead. Oh, well, sort of, yeah. I mean, you, you start picking up tricks about how to move the board around so you're, like, making sure that the cards are the same numbers the next to each other. I'm not... I don't think I'm that great at it yet, but I'm, I'm sort of getting a little better. But I just really like the style of it. It's, like, it's super simple, and I like the fact that all the cards and then all the numbers have faces on them for no reason at all. And like, like, no, that explains everything. Rob yeah, just likes faces. Got, like, <laughs> they talk to you, and as you get bigger numbers, it sort of introduces you to a different face. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the face game. <laughs> but I, I played quite a bit of that, actually. I got into it real bad. It's pretty good. Cool. It's a pretty good game. It's, it's one of those like super simplistic ideas that... You can't believe no one has thought of before, in a way. And then immediately a million people ripped off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. There's, yeah, faces. Face cards. Card face. I like it. And we did, and no one I tried to play a bit of letterpress as well, but we had like issues with our second game that we played on it and that it disappeared from my game centre. Right. It's like, well, I can no longer see this game, so I can no longer play my move. Great. Start over game? Start over game. Um, that seems all right. It's but I don't, don't not quite sure why at the time it came out or something. It seemed to be a big deal. I'm not sure I get it, but it's it's all right. It's for a pass and play sort of game. So there. That was pretty much all I did on my iPad. But I did pick up my DS briefly and played a GBA game that I alluded to earlier, and that GBA game was. Super Mario Kart Super Circuit, whatever it's called. Mario Kart Super, <laughs> Mario Kart Super Circuit. Did you manage to learn how to play it again? God, no. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck is with the sliding on that game? It's, like, it's really fucked. It's really weird, yeah. You were the expert. Yeah, I know. Right? I was like super awesome at that. I, got, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I got pretty damn good at it as well. I didn't like A rank all of the, or star rank all yeah. of the cups, because there's a shit ton of cups in that game as well. It's, yeah. it's like... Oh, I'm trying to think. There's like what uh, maths. There's 40 courses in that game, but 20 of them are obviously lifted from the snares. Yeah, but it's all of the courses from the snares. It's like it's a pretty neat package, actually. When you look back at it, provided you can learn how to control. Yeah, how you can do the bloody like in the end. It's just like well, if I don't slide, I do better. <laughs> <laughs> so I stop sliding or trying to. Um, it's a pretty great game, actually. I really enjoyed my time with that again. But just sort of lamented the fact that, my, you know, the old... I want a bigger screen, is the problem. Like, the old DS screen is a bit small. Right. And I was like, I want a big, bigger screen. I want, my, I want an XL and put a GBA game in it. Oh, but you can't do that. Oh. <laughs> I, I did actually play a tiny bit of Mario Kart DS as well, just to like, see, see, see what the also difference is. Also equally like. weird in its controls. Oh, no, that's not so bad. That one, That one's more... More like the modern versions of Mario Kart in how it handled. Didn't have too much of a too much of a problem getting back into the habit of that one. Uh, but then discovered that I don't think that's my copy of the game. 
I don't know where my coffee is. It didn't have anything unlocked. And I was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> right, okay. Unless the battery died or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Because it doesn't really happen battery nowadays, but... Uh, the bomb yeah. died. So then we got in yesterday after the worst drive I've ever had in my life. And I played a bit of Guacamelee because I thought, well, I don't really play any, want to play anything that's normally on my Xbox, which is a bit hardcore. <laughs> you don't so, want to finish any of these games that you keep starting. I probably should have played Forza, yeah. But <laughs> I, played, I just wanted to sit down on the couch and play some game. And Guacamelee was there, and it's like, let's try this. It's kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of, but weirdly, the start, the start game is a bit weirdly paced, and it doesn't really explain itself very well. No, I know. I, I, I think it tutorializes real bad. Or... You have to sort of discover and figure it out. It's like you sort of learn pretty quickly. It's like, oh, this is a Metroidvania game. Yeah. Um, but with like wrestling, fighting, <laughs> and it seems quite heavy on the combat. Stuff. Yeah, it is quite heavy on the combat. It's not that easy to pick up. I found. No, it took me a little while to get get the hang of it. And it's, it's there are certain maneuvers that I couldn't work out for a while like you know there's one move where you're supposed to roll through spikes or something, mm. and you roll through a couple of them, and the next area. You've got what, like one in the middle of a jump? And I was like just jumping into it, going, well, why, what the heck? why can't I get through? I can't roll through, I can't r- jump out of my roll because like, you can't jump in the air, you can't really double jump. So it's like I'm just rolling through this thing and then falling to my doom and coming back. Like, How am I supposed to get through this? So I fart asked around trying to see if there was a different route for ages until realizing, ah, oh, if I push the same button while in the air, you do a sort of weird shoulder barge thing that also acts as a defensive roll. But it doesn't tell, but doesn't, that doesn't tell you that you can do it in the air. And it's like, oh, okay. So there's been a few moments like that mm-hmm. where it's just not been clear. Mm. Um, but it, I, I like the style. I like yeah, the craziness nice of style, it. Isn't it. Yeah. I like all the weird jokes in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like all the things in the background are yeah, actually yeah. some of the best stuff. <laughs> and the obsession of chickens. I love those chickens. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I was a little bit put off by the combat. It's, it's all right when you get used to it, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, we'll see. I'm only like an hour or so, maybe two hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sort of mainlining it at the moment because it's sort of, I don't know, it's one of those games where because it's Metroidvania-esque, it's like you, if you do the normal thing that I normal do, normally do and go off the beaten track too much, then you just sort of notice, oh, well, I can't do that. That's a load of wasted bloody time. Come back and do this later, or you when you have the right powers. Yeah, or you see things on the map, and it's like, well, I know that's there, and I sort of know where I would have to go to get to it, but I have no idea how. Um, so I have to forget about it, and I kind of find that a bit irritating now. I don't know, maybe, maybe coming straight off the back of Batman and playing a game like like that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, is sort of like winding me up a bit. <laughs> I guess fair enough. Yeah, you know. too much metal, Metroidvania at a time. Yeah, maybe maybe I should play some Alien Breed. <laughs> Finish that off. God damn it. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's me. That's what I've been up to. Cool. Sacred Burgess. Well, that's, you've been playing. I've actually got two new things. <clears throat> One which I mentioned last time as a thing that I hadn't played. Because mm-hmm. after practically the, at the time of the last podcast was when Perpetual Annihilation came out. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Out. out out, right? So I went in there and played some of that, and it's like I guess I 
don't know why I didn't think it would be like this, but it's like a game that is 100% about Rush. <laughs> yeah. It's an RTS game. I don't know why I didn't think that would be the case. but <laughs> not all 100% about Rush. I mean, like, something fairly nicely balanced, like StarCraft 2 or something. Or... I don't know. StarCraft 2 is still fairly about Rush. It's like there's a transitional period where it yeah. shifts into like a mid-game. Yeah. But if you don't do the Rush stage correctly and the other person does then you're done yeah that's true <laughs> that's the definition of rush i suppose well that's definitely true so yeah i mean like patronization seems to be very much about rush because basically what you do is you spawn in you build like your first free resource buildings or whatever like metal extractor metal extractor free power plants mm-hmm. build your first factory shit out like five scout units <laughs> Set them to auto patrol the map. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, then so really the first this first like set of scout units is the one thing where you transition into two different styles of game. Right. Because if you discover that the enemy is on the same planet as you, you then, then you have to transition into a completely different technique. Which is the only technique I found. Well, I'm only playing AI so far, so obviously maybe against humans it's completely different. But the only technique I found that can successfully defeat the AI is basically is that on the same planet as you? Yeah, if they're on the same planet as you, all you have to do is very quickly build whatever Tech Two factory you have, build twenty of whatever Tech Two heavy attack unit you have, and then just direct them directly at the enemy card. <laughs> right. Because normally the AI, I mean, the AI tries to build defensive towers and stuff, but it just like scatters them around randomly. Well, it doesn't know. So it's like you just like provide you have a sufficient number of say tech two tanks some of them will get killed but eventually you'll just find the enemy commander and then you just part their achievement and then he'll explode and that's the end of the game. <laughs> and that's bad but then if you find out you're alone on the planet then you have to then you basically transition into rushing to claim as many other planets as you can really quickly before the AI can because at the moment with the way the like orbital mechanics and moving between planets works it's incredibly easy to lock down a planet against the AI and probably pretty effective to lock down a planet against humans as well because there's not really much you can do about it once you've taken a planet so what you do is you you fly like one construction unit to a planet you want to claim build a a factory Mm -hmm build, like, some more construction units to help you basically build stuff faster, set all those construction units to assist the factory, and then just set it to shit out as many... Normally, planes are the most effective. Just set it to alternate between building planes and bombers as fast as you can until you have, like, basically planes in the air all over the planet. (laughs) And then... Because then the way you can invade planets from the orbital layer is either you drop a unit down with, like, a... You know, sky crane type thing. Right. So those just get instantly intercepted by the planes. Right. And even if they do get onto the planet's surface and try to start building something, then your bombers kill it. Right. So that's like incredibly difficult to counteract because all you can do for orbital is like in the orbital layer, you also have orbital interceptors if you have the technology. So you could theoretically do the same thing with planes only with the orbital layer and just have a shit ton of them flying around, which would make it even more difficult. But then in orbit, you can have. You can build orbital defense platforms that can shoot down onto the planet. Right. But equally, there's things you can build on the planet that can shoot up into space. So, like, you can prevent them from building in your orbit if you build enough of those around. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, orbital lasers that shoot down onto the surface. But they're actually quite weak, so they don't... If there's an, basically, if there's an orbital defense cannon that shoots up and an orbital laser that shoots down, if your orbital defense laser gets over the cannon, it'll kill it. But the movement speed of it is such that by the time it's getting above it, it's already dead. Right. So you either have to drop it directly onto it from the orbit of another planet, or, you know, get lucky or have enough other units to distract the cannon while it's moving to position or whatever. So actually getting a significant 
foothold on an enemy right. planet is practically impossible. Right. So you just have to take as many as you can so that you get the resources. Yeah, so you just have economy the computer player. So and then, obviously then you have to worry about, mainly you want to claim any of the super weapon planets. Right. So at that point, you're not even really fighting. No. So you just, you claim more and then you have more resources. Yeah. And then you just wait until you can get a super weapon that can kill the commander from space. Yeah, you either, you either go... But at that point, really, all you're worrying about is nukes, because the computer players will build a lot of nukes. Right. They just, if they don't have anything else to spend resources on, they build nukes. Right. <laughs> so you just basically have to have your commander stand, in, stand inside the range of, like, free anti-nuke platforms or whatever, right. just so he doesn't get blown up while you're busy. And then you just work on either your own nukes or one of the super weapons, and then launch it at the enemy commander and then win. <laughs> so there's no actual battle in no. any of that. It's like practically all the units are completely pointless and it doesn't matter what the units are and they're all the same. And you know The closest no thing you've got to battle in the whole game is your twenty tanks, identical tanks trying to avoid their occasional defense thing and just Right at the start of the right game. At the start yeah. of the game and blow up the commander. Because that's really the other problem with if the AI is on the same planet as you, because what you what you can do is like if you have your factory and then you, because you know how in like in Total Annihilation you could have it so that if you set orders on the factory, then everything that was built in that factory went onto those orders. Right. Yeah, so you yeah, could yeah. like transition directly from factory to patrol or whatever. Yeah. Which was awesome. Which is which is awesome, but it's and it's still awesome. But the thing is now in this one they have you have the ability where it's actually a cool way of managing like drag select basically where if, when you click on the ground you drag out in a circle right to mm-hmm. like select area attack or select a, a bunch of units or whatever but the thing with that is what you can do is if you click and drag off the planet it just selects the whole planet oh right. cool so you can set your factory so that you just set up a patrol point which is the whole planet right and then your units that just randomly patrol around the planets and that's how you do the thing with the planes to right. take over the planet but the problem with that is is that because the AI is an AI they can do a better version of that where they have groups of units that patrol around the planet. Uh, so those will always defeat your single randomly patrolling units. Right. So if you're on the same planet as the AI, it's really difficult to so not, make... not, like keep your resources outside of your main base area because okay. they'll always win. So you can't set up a little formation for your dudes? No, it doesn't okay. seem like it. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So yeah, that's like that's all that is. It's a big old rush. And then you get the super weapons. And the super weapons take the the one, the original one, the crash of the planet into the yeah, other yeah, planet one. With the engines. That's not too bad in terms of like how long it takes to get going. Like, I mean, obviously nukes are the fastest because mm. they're like the easiest, but then they can be defended against. And the engines also like, depending on the size of the planet you're using, I'm not sure if it necessarily changes how many engines you need. It just seems to be like, it randomly assigns a number of engines. Because hmm. I've had one planet that seemed quite big, but it only needed one engine, and then on another one, it needed three. <laughs> but so, the, yeah, that's, like, not too difficult to do. And But then, just before it came out, they introduced the second super weapon, which is basically a Death Star. Like, they, the metal planets, which aren't actually metal planets, because they still have metal deposits on them, and you have to still build metal extractors on top of the metal deposits. Uh-huh. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Although probably it'd be a bit overpowered if yeah. they were 100% metal. But yeah, so the metal planets basically at like the North Pole, they have like a laser opening thing and you have to build like five giant control arms right. around it. 
and obviously you have to protect those things while they're being built and while right. I'm building all the other ones and that takes fucking forever but of course once you've built that you can just shoot every planet yeah, and annihilate everything <laughs> you just have a death star at that point yeah so is that what you have to do if like, the enemy is defending in the way that you are? Yeah. It's like once, once, once at, at the moment with the balance the way it is, once, uh, once either a person or a computer is interested on a planet, it's virtually impossible to invade. I was trying to think of like how you would do it. Well, uh, can't they just make dropships that can carry more than one fucking unit? Well, that would probably help. I mean, you can do like using the drag select zone orders, you can drag select if you build a ton of those drop transports you can select them all and then drag select over a bunch of units and they'll all individually pick up a unit right so then you can use that to do like a mass invasion i guess but you still shouldn't need a a dropship per unit that seems ludicrous well one of the things that isn't in the game that would maybe not exactly solve the problem is they they never made that unit cannon that they were originally going to have the one where it fires them through orbit to the other flat yeah But that didn't make it in, so... Because what they have now is basically a teleporter. So you can build two teleporters, click, and then it links them, and then you can just walk units through. Right. So that's, you can't get that built. Yeah, you can't... Even though it's actually quite quick to build, chances are... Well, I mean, if you've just got a bunch of random units, particularly against the AI, one of them will see it, and then they'll just immediately send the rest of their forces to attack it, so you can't yeah. get in there. So I was trying to think of how you'd even do it, and it was like... You could do it if you, if you built, like, a giant... Space Armada to distract any orbital defences long enough and the enemy spaceships. Fly them all in, have them all go into random patrol so they just fly around and shoot things. And then in the middle of that, really quickly just get a bunch of construction units to build like an orbital defence platform which can shoot space and down, and then maybe like two more. And so you could like create a tiny foothold and then right. under that in the, like the defensive zone, maybe then you could sneak in a teleporter. <laughs> It'd be cool if there were some stealth units so you can get down on the planet without being seen and stuff. Yeah. You could build up a small force before you uncloaked or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just seems like the orbital stuff isn't finished, basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, the whole problem with this whole thing is, like, there just doesn't seem like it's Where's done. Where's the strategy? <laughs> it seems, seems like it. And, they, and they've, they've tried to build it for, like, an eSports-esque thing. Oh, that's like going to work. It has built-in streaming and it has... The replay is actually kind of cool. Like it's, it stores a full replay with like you know everything happening, and you can rewind it and jump through it. Scrub or whatever. through it, yeah. And apparently, if you're playing single player, you can actually in a replay you can scrub back to any point and then just resume from there. Oh wow! So that's you can really just carry cool. on. That's pretty cool. So you could, in a way, set up your own like little challenge modes or something. Yeah. Saying, saying, I think this. If, you <laughs> if, watch, I, if I cocked up, how could I have done it better? Well, yeah. Let's go back and try again. That's a pretty cool way of learning, I guess. Sort of, yeah. But it's just not complicated enough to require that, right? I don't think, really. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Planetary Annihilation. Also, I don't think the planet explosions look as cool as they should. Oh. Or, well, I don't know if it, if they changed it at some point or whether it's just a matter of, like, how big the thing is that you're crashing into the other thing. Because <laughs> when you're flying the one planet into the other... I've seen screenshots where it like it leaves a crater and then it destroys everything and then there's a crater. Mm. But I've never seen that in the game. Like every time I've done it, it both of the planets just blow up. <laughs> oh, right. Well, there's no debris. No. Well, there's like some rocks that disappear eventually. Right. Does it not happen if you fire a small one into a big one? Well, that's I don't know. The other, I mean, I haven't been able to tell because it's really difficult to tell how big the planet you're on is. <laughs> right. Because when you're looking at it, it's just like this is just a planet. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can tell where it's like, oh, if you... Mainly it's when, like, when you build the radars, where it's like, oh, look, a small radar has range enough to cover this entire planet, so that can't be a very big one. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that. Also, I don't know why I thought this would be the case, but in, like, the first game I played, I thought, for some reason, I thought, I can't build planes on this moon-like planet, there's no air! But of course, that's totally not the case. You can build planes wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> All right, and they can just fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if radar worked like agile radar, we'd need line of sight. Yeah, you wouldn't be, be able fucked. to see the other yeah. side. <laughs> no matter how small it was, you wouldn't be able to see the other side. That would actually sort of make it a more like strategic thing. You'd actually have to have line of sight radar coverage. So they would be more effective on the bigger planets. Yeah. Hmm. You'd have to build more of them on the small one. Would you? You'd just have to build the same number, wouldn't you, because of line of sight? You just have the problem that the long-range radars would be equally as useless as the short-range radars on the small planet. Mm. (laughs) So no point building the big ones. Well, unless on the bigger planets, the short-range radars can't actually go far enough to to cover the entire line of sight that they have. Yeah, Yeah, that would be the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the long-range ones would only be useful on the big planets where it would actually matter. So yeah, I mean, there's some things about it that are, that are cool in that kind of like the the clicking and dragging thing. There's also sort of the other cool sort of simplification for that is when you're building metal deposits. It's like you can just select the construction unit, click the metal extractor on the planet, and then just drag it off, and it just does all the metal points on the planet. Oh, okay. So that's convenient. Can you upgrade to like moho mines and all that stuff in TA? Sort of, but not really. So it's only like tech two, and it only you know, really, by the time you've covered an entire planet's metal deposits with Tech 1 metal extractors, I've never got to the point where I've needed... Maybe because I'm not Tech building any units. Right, it's yeah. like all I'm building is these super projects because I've got enough planes flying around to cover me while I'm doing it. Or anti-nuclear missile defences got them building as well. God, it's boring. Yeah, it does kind of suck. I hear there's a giant naval tech tree and that you can put in, like, puddles, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on, like, the layer... Like, Sometimes you get ocean-y, ocean-world planet-type things. Sometimes. But even then, there's no point, unless you want to rush the enemy who's on the same planet as you with boats yeah. or something on an ocean world. Because the boats are, you know, quite powerful, as is traditional in yeah. Total Annihilation games. Yeah. Can commanders walk through the water as well? Yep, naturally. Right, the classic ones. <laughs> and also, the other thing TA about... TA was way ahead of its time. The other thing that's theoretically been fixed since they patched it after release was in the release version, particularly in the AI AI battles, it has a difficulty level, which I've only been playing at the easiest one. It's still not easy. <laughs> the AI will still outrush you really badly unless you're on it. But then, like, I think the way it scales the AI progression through the, like, galactic war scenarios is that, like, it scales the economy, so, like, the AI only gets, like, 70% of its metal, <laughs> but apparently in the early stages of that, like, when it was on very low scaled, the AI just wouldn't, didn't know what the fuck to do. It was yeah. like, it would build, like, three metal extractors and then some power and then just stand there. Because <laughs> it was like, I need more metal, but I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently that's been fixed now, so... <laughs> Nice easy level. Yeah, exactly. It is easy. Definitely level wouldn't lie then. <laughs> Only in those cases. So there we go. So there, that's that. Kickstarter succeeded. Sort of. Sort of. Game, not so sure. 
They've still got the key on working. Sort of sounds fun to do the once. Yeah. (laughs) Just to see what it's like. But then after that, like, I don't know. I mean, I sort of had that problem with TA in a way. I kind of, like, I don't know, I... That game was great for turtling. I mean, there is a build like an enormous well, yeah, thing, that's, that's, and then big jumbo cannons. cannons, and then just that's wait partially those. my problem with this game is that like you don't turtle. There's no point building defensive turrets. You either occupy the whole planet or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and by occupying the whole planet, you're only using units to do it. Apart from those anti-orbital turrets, that's the only ones that I build. And the anti-nuke turret. Well, yeah, obviously defenses protecting your important things. So yeah. There's, there's like no turtling to it or or like I guess there is turtling but it's like 100% turtling full yeah, turtle yeah. <laughs> total turtle yeah that's <laughs> what total turtleation and then like the, the idea of the galactic war does sort of introduce some elements that make it slightly more interesting which is that you don't have all the tech tree available so, like, as you progress from system to system, you pick up tech upgrades, and you only have a limited number of slots to hold them. Oh, I see. Well, that's kind of cool. And then you can unlock more slots as you progress through if you find a slot upgrade instead of a tech upgrade. So you can... I wonder if that would be an awesome way to sort the multiplayer out. Like, so you have to pick which slots, you know, do you have a limited amount of tech that you can bring with you? Maybe. I don't know. Because that might, surely that then harbors the idea of having forming different strategies. It's like, well, if I take this, this, and this, then sort of accept to do this. Sort of accept that the, the tech options it has don't actually affect like the very high highest tech strategy. Because it's like I my setup, I have like basic air, advanced vehicles, and then like some economy upgrades. But the trouble with that is it doesn't. Once you get to advanced anything, they can all build the super weapons and the nuke launchers and the anti-nuke launchers. Right. So it's like there's no... All the, all you get from the advanced tech is the advanced tech two units that you're never actually using. Because <laughs> all that matters is the super weapons. <laughs> hmm. Mm. It's like I don't even have orbital tech on my on the setup that I've been using, but it doesn't matter because as like, ready you've got enough planes, they can't drop anything in for it, <laughs> and you can use the anti-orbital cannons at tech one to shoot up. <laughs> so yeah, kind of weak in some ways. It, lo- it looks okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's still got that slightly sort of not cell shaded style. Yeah, sort of flat shaded, isn't it? In a way, it's... yeah. For some reason, they removed unit wreckage. I guess because it always kind of sucked in TA, where you did, like the whole battlefield was just gummed up with yeah, crap. Yeah, stuff, yeah. <laughs> it was quite like that. <laughs> mm. Can you reclaim metal from that shit? Yeah. You, you could in TA. Yeah. I think you still can for building wreckage. Mm. But it's so inconsequential to your overarching economy. Even in TA it was, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Apart from in the occasional missions where it would be like some super metal weak planet and you'd be like, oh, I need to reclaim these rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Just make TA2, damn it. They've tried several times yeah. and it's always not worked. It's always, no. it's always not TA. No. Also, obviously, Planetary Annihilation intro has the dude. Uh, the dude. Chris something, isn't it? His name? The voiceover dude. Oh, the that dude. Yeah. Oh, the voiceover dude from the intro. From the intro to the The core and the arm and blood. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Or at least I, I think it's the same guy. I think it probably is. Or he sounds exactly the same in other words. <laughs> but yeah, 
it's all kind of, you know, even even more so in planetary annihilation than any element of the story is completely pointless. Because it's like there wasn't even a single player until they patched it. Hmm. It was only going to be multiplayer, and the single player is incredibly weak, and the AI is dumb and but dumb but incredibly efficient. <laughs> Easily exploitable, hmm. but will still overwhelm you if you let it. So yeah, that's that. So what else you got? What? What else you got? <laughs> what else you got? Well, just yesterday, I got a hold of Final Fantasy Theatre Rhythm Curtain Call. Theatre Rhythm. Theatre Rhythm. Which is the upgraded version of the original, which basically outclasses the original in every way and is cheaper. <laughs> so screw all you people who brought the original. Yeah. How much is, it, is, it, is, it, is it cheaper to everyone? Like, yeah. Is it it's not like, just people who own the original? No, it's like 24 quid, huh. which is pretty cheap. Considering it's not a small game, so it's a rhythm game with Final Fantasy music. Yep, all the Final Fantasy music. Well, not all of it, but a whole pile of Final Fantasy music. Music from most of the games. Yes. Dum 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 dum. Exactly. And I mean, I I went back and looked at some video of the original, and I didn't even realise that like it. The original was even simple for how much of it there was. It was like, it pretty much was only just the rhythm game. Mm. Whereas in this, you've got like, it packages the rhythm game into an interesting way, which is like, it has, I think they're probably randomly generated maps where it will just like, it creates like a Mario overworld map with like, each point is a song Mm. and then you get different routes you can choose and then the songs are of different difficulty and then like the maps are leveled. So like, this one will have more expert songs or Oh, cool! So it's sort of in sort of an like extra layer of something takes, takes the decision process away. Well, it? yeah, exactly. It also makes you play songs that you might not otherwise. Yeah, and you can level up your characters and all that shit. Boomer was wondering. This is a bit of a offshoot. Yeah, whether I should give the new Dance Central a go. <laughs> right, not because it's dancing, but because like you know. Connect technology. Because <laughs> you want to see the tech. Yeah, how far have they come? We'll with wait it? for Fantasia, surely. <laughs> I guess. The, the, the spotlight might have some free stuff. Because, oh, you know, yeah, it's a, true. a free plot. I think it's a. Oh, I, I, I can't remember actually if the client is free and then you then have to add to it. Fantasia. Music evolved. <laughs> what the fuck? Fantasia music evolved. You don't know about this. No, so it's, it's, the, it's the Harmonics Connect game. Oh, right. That, yeah, it is Disney type. Um, <laughs> music evolved like combat evolved yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> music evolved yeah it's done but you, it's are you like it's, dancing on the Mickey Mouse the no, you're, you're, you're apprentice conducting almost but yes that's in there right. obviously <laughs> yeah and it's like but yeah you're conducting they'll put like things on screen that involve like you have to swing your arm in this direction and stuff and they'll be sort of keep it in roughly in time but the trick with that game is like every now and then you'll get um, you evolve the music yeah you get moments where you get to change an element of it like oh hey you get you, you, this is your drum check changer so it's like spore yeah sort of yeah. Like, <laughs> sort of <laughs> really, yeah. in a real weird way it's like hey you like, you like your resources apprentice like this too what if it was dubstep <laughs> and then you go oh okay well I'll drop in the dubstep beat behind it and then the next time a choice comes up it's like oh so you, you don't like the orchestral like front line how about trumpets <laughs> Deploy the trumpets. Yeah, we need more brass. So that's that game's trick. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah, for the people that like, the annoying. The problem with Fantasia is it's been in the in the making for so yep. long now that it's lost all of the, any hype that it had because it's like people that saw it when it was a, uh, I think it was a 360 Connect game at yeah, one point, and they showed it on there initially, and people played it and thought this is really cool. And then they played the the one version before the one came out, and it's like this is really cool. And it's like we're now another year later, and everyone's like. Yeah, but it's you know it's still cool. But we we saw this two years ago. Why does it take so long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is it taking so long? Well, Harmonix did downsize, didn't they? At one point. Yeah, I guess there was some shit happening. So yeah, so, yeah Fantasia music evolved and Final Fantasy. Did the rhythm? Did the rhythm? How's it spelled? T H E A. T-R- You're trying to spell theatre. T-R-Y-T-H. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> theatre room. It's like theatre room. Yeah, it's more like feature room. Yeah, it's more like feature room. If you're English pronouncing it that way. Or theatre room. Theatre room. Oh, I see. It's a one stupid word. Yeah. It's a one dumb word. It's a bit weird. That's a dumb idea. Because it's a dumb name. Even if it was two words, it would be a dumb name. If it was just theatre room, it would still be dumb. Curtain call is the bit after the performance. Well, that's why that's why this is the second one because <laughs> it's the last, the last one they're going to be doing for now. Yeah, presumably they're going to be making DLC for it supposedly. So you know that will Nintendo fuck up the deal? Oh, I guess it's not even Nintendo this time. Technically, is it, is it the uncle? 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 uncle the uncle or the after party edition? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, you know, this edition has way more songs than the first one, and it's just got more extra stuff. It's got like. You know, unlockable. Collect cards, and the cards have different rarities. And they're little. They're actually like rendered like cards, and they're in a binder, and they yeah. have like a front and a back, <laughs> where they have like a little bit of text description about the card. Where it's like, oh, this is Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. He's a dude. But what do they do? <laughs> Nothing. Right. Well, they're actually that's not technically true. You can <laughs> right. you, if you if you take cards that you've earned, you can combine them together in like this. They call it the card crystallarium, which maybe gives you a clue of what they're aiming for. Crystallarium, yeah. Like Final Fantasy later the, series. The 13s used to right. the crystallarium, I think it was. Yeah, to, or whatever. Yeah. Crystal something. But As yeah, leveling. So you combine all the cards together and then you can use them to buff your character's stats. Okay. So yeah. And what does buffing your stats do? Makes you be able to defeat more enemies during the battle phase or run further in the field phase and then you get more items to... So, it, so it doesn't affect your score, at least. No, that's the weird thing about it, actually. That I, but that's a good thing, right, for balance. Well, it's sort of a good thing, but it doesn't. It means there's no point in having scoreboards, which I guess they don't have, right? Or maybe they do. I guess I don't know because I've never went to the online or street pass with anyone. I suppose, but <laughs> it's like when you get when you all critical, perfect, clear the song, you just get your score is just all the nines. Which <laughs> <laughs> is sort of nice, I suppose. Yeah. Because then you can always tell how good you were. It's like, oh, I was in the 980,000s that time. I was close. Mm. Not that you could just look at the stats and be like, oh, I missed one. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, I suppose there's no trick like in Guitar Hero or something where it's like, oh, I need to find where the star Yeah, power there's no like is, star or... power moment. Yeah. Or, you know, there is one, like the summon sequence, but then that's just another bit for you to not cock up. It doesn't yeah, yeah. change the outcome of anything. <laughs> Apart from killing more of the enemies, getting you more treasure, I suppose. Mm which is based on your character stats. And then you unlock the characters by sometimes the loot will be a crystal shard and then you can choose from one of the various characters that are attached to this crystal shard colour. Hmm. So you can get all the dumb characters. 
you get to choose which four you choose at the start. And if you play the demo, you get a large, slightly larger selection to choose from. Wow. Yep. So I chose, like, obvious ones that I knew, sort of. Well, no, actually, I guess I didn't. I didn't go, like, cloud or anything. I mean, God, mm. what you... Yeah, he's going to Way that. too obvious. Yeah. So I chose, like... Squall. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I did choose Zidane from Nine. Big he's, he's, he's kind of cool. And then, like, Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics, because I sort of vaguely know that game. Ramza. Mm. That's not his, that's his default name, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Because in tactics, you would have put in your own name. Yeah. Can you play as Saz Katsuri? I don't know. I haven't uh, seen anyone from 13 apart from Lightning. Vanille? Vanille. <laughs> Vanille. And, and from 13, from the later 13s, there's whatever Lightning's stupid sister is called. Sarah. Oh, Sarah. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they look basically the same because they just both have pink hair. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. And also Vanille does as well, so yeah, they're all the same. Vanille's ginger, isn't she? I don't. Vanille's the best name ever. After naming her. But yeah, I definitely hope that Saz Catroy will be in our lock. Because I have him. So you can have Saz Catroy. I've got Barrett. Vanille Kemp. I've got Barrett, and I've got... I've got Zach, that's... Oh yeah, it's appropriate. I've also got Cloud now, so I guess, fine. Zack and Cloud, put them both in the team, that would be well confusing. <laughs> and I unlock Eris as well, and I was like, well, that's kind of strange. What She's is... barely a main character, she dies right at the start of that game, relatively speaking, compared to the whole thing for that game. <laughs> True. But, you know, it's for the fans. The fans! But the thing that I'm wondering is, are the other Final Fantasy VII characters, because it doesn't look like it's going to be every main character in the game. Right, right. It's just going to be like... So, obviously, there's Tifa, there's Cloud, there's Eris, and there's Barrett. And I'm like, is that it for Seven? Mm. Are they going to sneak in Sid? Because I'm, I'm also thinking, well, surely they're not going to bother to do the extra work to animate dogs and giant cat monster robots <laughs> yes, yeah. it's like it's just like a generic guy template that they've yeah. pasted on the chibi, texture chibi person yeah although they do have slightly different animations like if you have like Auron from Final Fantasy X he holds his sword in the way that he does and he doesn't have his arm in the other sleeve in the way that he does or his, his arm's sort of in a sling yeah. yeah so they have made slight differences in the animations for the different characters which is sort of cool and like the backgrounds for the levels, like when you're playing the field maps of the different games, they have rendered out like a panorama of the different places. Oh yeah. So when you're in seven, it's like, oh, I'm walking past Midgar, and, <laughs> and there's the meteor crater. Mm. And then when you're in eight, it's like, oh, yeah, there's the garden, and there's that place with all those wind turbines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that weird place. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of cool. So that's all right. Yep. Is it difficult enough? I'd say probably. I it's like basic is too easy, expert is probably fine, and ultimate is probably way too difficult. <laughs> but that's alright then. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a proper river game stance, isn't it? You the basic mode is always super easy. Like the middle ground is where you should have the most fun, and then there should be like slightly harder normally, and then the ridiculous <laughs> There's only three in this though. Yeah. And the other thing that's I guess different from the original even though I didn't replay the original, is they've allowed you to use different control schemes so you can do the stylus mode or you can play it with buttons. Oh, okay. Or you can... But that's not nearly as fun, surely. Well, 
depends on what exactly. I mean, you still have to like you're using the circle pad to do the slide directions, right? So when you're when it's got the arrows that you have to slash across with the stylus, you're pushing in the right direction with the circle so, pad. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing the wiggly lines in the overworld stage, you have to track the circle sort pad up and down. Okay. Yeah. And then there's also, if you want to, you can play hybrid where you play with the circle pad and the stylus. <laughs> So you tap with the stylus and slash with the circle pad. Ah, or if you want to be, right. be pointlessly hardcore for some reason, because I don't even know why this is an option, it also detects if you play one-handed mode where you use L as the button and circle pad as the slashes. Huh. <laughs> one-handed mode! <laughs> and obviously it detects that based on what you did during the song, and then it saves that attached to the score. Oh, I see. This is a one-handed play. Yeah, so it tells you what... what I guess only your highest score, but it tells you what your highest score was done with. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Bit like on the old uh, Mario Kart, so it's like, this person's using motion control. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, that's that. And then that was more or less it. There was a bit of Guild Wars. I actually went into World vs. World for a minute. What? <sighs> they, started a new, they started their awesome tournament or whatever, but there was achievements attached to it, and they were super easy achievements, where it's like, you have to play all of the four weeks of the tournament, mm. but you only have to complete five World vs. World events during each of those weeks. Right. And that's like nothing. If you get in the main Zerg of your team, it's just like you capture 5,000 and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I might as well wander in there and see what's up. See how World vs. World works nowadays. And it's pretty much... The- I think maybe they've dramatically reduced the strength of most of the like gates and stuff. Yeah, right. Because even with like a small squad of like, 10 or 15 people and one battering ram we were just walking through them. <laughs> so yeah I had to know all battering rams have got stronger well I mean it was a flaming battering ram like the best <laughs> kind of battering ram you can get flaming battering ram I found it weird because it makes the it makes like roaring noises mm. sort of sounds like maybe they've reused the char sound effects no. which is really confusing because I was like where is that roaring coming from oh it's the flaming battering ram <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I got murdered one time. Well, no, actually, I got murdered more than one time, but I got really murdered one time. Whereas, like, I was the, as usual, as always happens to me in this kind of situation, I was the only one at one of these bases because the rest of the Zerg had run off. Yeah. And then the enemy Zerg was somewhere in the distance because I could see it on the map. They were things were changing hand and getting attacked. And I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just wait here for a while, see if it, see if anything happens. And then I saw one of our supply caravans coming down the road. And I was like. Oh, that's fine. It's not being, nothing's happening. It's trundling along. And then some goddamn halfies came out of the sky and started attacking it. And I was like, well, those oh, NPCs, I can totally take those. And then I'll get one of the event achievements for protecting the caravan. <laughs> so I ran out there and started freaking attacking the herpes. Uh, herpes? <laughs> halfies. <laughs> started attacking the halfies. And then the whole enemy Zerg came up behind me. <laughs> oh, really? Like they were at the gate of the base while I was out on the road fighting the halfies and attacking the caravan. And then like, so I suddenly got, attack with fear from something which you know that's the effect where it makes you run away mm. and I was like Why, what happened I started running I got feared by something and then I turned the camera around and it's just like the entire enemy team is just there like, <laughs> well fuck <laughs> run and I made a valiant attempt to try and get back inside the walls by just like using all my escape techniques and mm. like the engineer's stability maneuvers like the, the thumping thing that oh, gives sure. you stability and all that but it wasn't enough there was too many of them <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. So yeah, that's still the same as it's always been. Big piles of people. Yeah. Never actually a fight. 
I don't know, we did, we had the first few times we played it, there was some quite big standoffs, weren't there? Yeah, but it's just like, it was really, we were, I was on the eternal backgrounds, the, like the main middle map where it's three, the three teams yeah, come yeah. from each side and it's a cult, basically designed to be a constant fight. Mm. But we were basically doing the classic battlefield flag capture maneuver where it's like all three teams were at like the three different corners of a triangle and just tunneling <laughs> around capturing everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So yeah. New season of content starting soon, isn't it? Or? Well, not the new season, the return, well, the of, season return two, of season two, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, I don't know. I I never got round to doing any more of the first part of it after I said that I wasn't going to, and then surprise, I didn't. <laughs> hey, Destiny, you're looking at Guild Wars. Are you? Take a look harder. Look at it. Oh, and that was the other thing that did happen. They they released the. September patch that wasn't oh the feature pack yeah the feature pack yeah which mainly seems to be about like making the fucking Black Lion Storm not load crappily mm. <laughs> which seems to have worked more or less I never really had too much of a problem with it like it would occasionally like if I was just selling crap on there it would occasionally not load the sell page for yeah, some reason that really yeah. it, it's just that like the weird, the weird, specially built browser that they had to make for that just yeah. didn't work very well. So they remade it, and it works slightly better now. <laughs> slightly, yep. And all my, all my characters have had their second birthday, so I've got another round of birthday boosters, and all my characters have the stupid birthday cake gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. The cake gun. <laughs> Fire's the stickiest jam. <laughs> Almost gum. Almost. <laughs> Almost chewing gum. Just to bring that back oh, to the oh, random thing. My gum has been jammed. Yeah. What do you play, Dan? Anything? Uh, I, I played the Federation Cruiser after you told me that it was actually good. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, like you say, you just tank it, right? Yep. Yeah, that worked fine. Um, you have to just survive initially. And upgrade it. It worked out fine. So that was good. So the next one is the Zoltan thing with the shields. I guess yeah, that's, that's it. A, that's kind of a weird one. What's what's the deal with that one? Because well, after mean, that, I get the Mantis one. I can actually do the fun, the the fun time teleport fans. Yeah, yeah. that actually be fun. Like it's a bit boring the Federation cruiser because you just have to basically you get into situations where you just have to wait and you can't die. Yeah, uh, not is, that that doesn't happen quite a lot anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you don't even have to target the yeah, the, you don't have to. because your your lasers like to, at that at that point in the game. Sometimes it's like too weak to get through their shields. So you just have to wait for your whole for the for the, the fat laser, yeah, yeah. fat laser to kill them, which is like uh, interesting. But yeah, the Zoltan is like, I mean, that super shield doesn't give you as much protection as it, as you as it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it, like I mean, when you fight those Zoltans, you know how you know, yeah. It's just like you just wait for your first volley, and then it's pretty much gone. That's and true. Then you just proceed as usual. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a bit worried that it'll be a lame one uh, to, not, to play. Not particularly. Although you do get the advantage of like starting with three Zoltan crew, so you get the massive bonus to the reactor. Oh, is that it? Right, you get loads of reactor. Although, of course, oh. one of them has to start as pilot, so he's wasting his reactor because there's no power in the pilot right, room. So you want to swap out the pilot as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah, you want to try and find another race to shove in there. Before he gets too experienced to pilot to actually move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I always find that I never bother to move my crew because they're just too experienced already. Well, especially the pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the pilot is always the fight. <laughs> he just sits there from the beginning, whoever he is. Yeah. Or she. I can't remember anything else special about the Zoltans, really. Yeah. Do they have any... Do they have a secondary thing apart from the shield? 
Because uh, I think the I shield, the shield counts out. as a, like an augment, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it counts as an augment, but otherwise I couldn't tell. It looks like you get... Oh, you get a fucking beam as the primary weapon. Oh, right, yeah. Which so you, I guess you have to learn how to use beams. But, but beams suck, right? Most of the time. I mean, it depends. How are you supposed to use them? You have, I how are you going to get through their shields? Well, in the early game, you can get away with it once it's only one shield layer. Yeah. Right. But as soon as there's two, you might need to... I mean, that just depends on getting your secondary weapon. Yeah, do you think up. I should just remove the... Swap out the beam. Well, it depends what you find. Yeah, because I mean, beams will still do tons of damage because of the way you can aim them. Yeah, right. so you have to look, as many. You have to make you sure you take out the pixel corners of every room to hit like as many. Like you can hit ah. easily hit like up to six rooms at once. Oh, can you? Oh, okay. So you just <laughs> it depends to... on the layout of the enemy yeah. ship, of course. Right. Well, it's not so effective against some of the drones, for instance. But... Yeah, because they have all have their individual rooms on the drone mm. ships a lot of the time. Right. I mean, the drone drone ships, not like NG ships or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, if you can line up the beam shots in the right way, you can do tons of damage. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll go full on beam. Maybe I should get that ion thing to go with the beams. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that would be, be quite effective. If you could get a hold of the that ion too, that the energy ship starts with the really fast firing one. Yeah, you'd be sorted. That's theoretically a good combo. Quite, I never get much luck with uh, with equipment in the shops. Really? No, I don't. <laughs> I've never seen anything good. Well, you, it's like, for some reason, you almost never find good weapons. No. It's like, if you ever get a good weapon, it would just be off a random event somewhere, not yeah. like a shop. Yeah, which I guess yeah. is a better result, because then you're not spending a fat ton of scrap. Yeah. <laughs> the good weapons always cost tons. That's true. Yeah. I, I swear some of those level 2 ones are better than the level 3 ones. Yeah, Probably. It depends on exactly what... I mean, it's mainly... A lot of the time, it's because of the power usage. Power usage. And sometimes they just take ages to charge up the like the high, the high power ones. Mm. Like the level three laser thing. The five shot. Yeah, it's five shot. It takes forever to charge up. But it is five shots. But it uses like five goddamn bars of power. Yeah, exactly. It's ludicrous. You're better off with that Mark II that you start with. And then something else to mm. supplement it. Yeah. Or just two Mark IIs. Fuck yeah. I mean, I've discovered my 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 main tactic for the final boss these days. Well, one of them is is um, don't use you know use ions or whatever, and don't use missiles the entire game, and then right before the end, buy a launcher, and then just set it on auto fire because you got so many missiles. Yeah, just whittle down itself because <laughs> every missile hit will do damage. Yeah, breach missiles or whatever. Yeah, presumably that's still not well. I guess I guess that tactic would be less effective in normal mode. Well, you still need a lot of missiles, like a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we're talking like what at least twenty health per stage, probably. Right. I don't know how long its health bar actually is. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> right, that makes all the difference. Anyway, so I did that, and then not much else. I started a new game of Red Dead Redemption for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, not much to say about that. It's Red Dead Redemption. Bong. Bong. That's what Bong. it does, doesn't it? That's, 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 oh, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the Red Dead Redemption theme, Bong. isn't it? Just dong. It's, got a good it's like theme. a Western theme. Yeah, right? it's Western theme. Yeah. Use that all the time. It's cool. Yeah. Yep. Great. I, would even talk, I can't. Great. I wish Audacity had a freaking readout. Like, it does, oh, but it's tiny. I'll have to get up and go look at it. Can't read how much time we got left in our podcast. We've already gone way over right there. No. Uh, we are actually one minute under. Yes. Because Ross didn't have anything to talk about. No. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go on for my normal like 40 minute rant about whatever game I'm playing because I didn't have a lot of rant about this time. And I also kept my shit under control as well. It's all good. Get out of control.
a perfectly executed podcast the exact right time <laughs> thanks for joining us listeners uh, catch us ne- next time for why did you sit back down you idiot now you have to go and stand up again more yeah. on this podcast <laughs> uh, bye guys so long